The opinions that you hear are those of the host and callers, and not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Phillips File, broadcasting high atop the iHeartMedia complex on WTKS-FM, HD1, Cocoa Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, the Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Yeah, it is. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It is the start of the Phillips File. This one for Monday. That's Monday, February 12th in the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever your stuff might happen to be. News and current events will do that. We'll talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine. And, of course, we'll find so many other things to discuss this afternoon. We always do so. Take part in the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of Florida. Pick us up on iHeartRadio. That's one way to do it. You can go to realradio.fm and check out our website. Follow me on Twitter at Real Jim. Then, of course, send us a text on anything at any time. I promise we'll read it, we'll look at it, we'll review it. We may use it on the air. That's Real Mobile 77031. All powered by David Moss Chevrolet and David Moss Toyota. On the phones, long distance and toll free, one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. For those of you in the Metro, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one. Besides all those great phone calls. And texts. Mo is here. She'll have news in a few yes, minutes. Jack sir. is with us. Pinkman is here as well. Later in the program, got that bonus round of closest to the pin right after the news with Mo at about four o'clock. We've got uh, Jack's audio file. No Monday movie review today. Wanzi is in the Midwest uh, in a play, and Doug has got some uh, car issues today. So no Monday movie review. So the regular round of closest to the pin at about 5.20. Stephen Kramer, attorney at law, will be coming in at 6. God only knows what we'll be talking about. <laughs> yeah. God only knows how long it will take for Kramer to get in the weeds, but that's that's some of the joy of it. It happens. Yeah. We'll find some drive-home music for you. As a matter of fact, Reba McIntyre today. I'll get into that later on. And then PPT to wrap things up at the end of the program. Let me look at the list, and I have to go back to some other things. Things you guys were up to and things that I was up to. I went to the movies, made some stew, Mo uh, watched the entire opening ceremonies at the Olympics. Of course, we'll talk about the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got now two coyotes in her neighborhood. Cool. Yes, sir. And uh, let's see. Jack saw two movies, Shape of Water and The Post. Watched some of the Olympics. Pinkman spent the weekend. I love that, you know, this is Here's yeah. Pinkman's list. He's got four <laughs> things on the list, all right? Mm-hmm. One. Like, you know, I, one. I can compare this to my mother in a way. Well, how are you? Yeah, well, you know, I've been thinking about selling the car and the air conditioning and the condo here. I'm very, it's not working very well. And, uh, oh, one of my neighbors, Sally, she came over for lunch yesterday. By the way, your father died. And then I've been thinking about, you know, it's all this. Um, it's a sandwich. Here, get this. Spent the weekend in New York City. 
Check. Ate all the good food and drank all the good drinks. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Number one. Went to the top of the Freedom Tower. No Number way. Two. That's Beautiful nice. Beautiful view. Number three. Got engaged. What? Number four. Went to what? <laughs> like, Mr. Pinkman, Mr. Harold, very old Mr. Pinkman, got engaged. Mazel tov, congratulations. Yeah. Good job. All right, good job. Very good. Well, Thank spend you. a couple of minutes telling us about that. I don't care about uh, the Chelsea market yeah, at this particular point in time. No. But what else? So uh, how long is, have you had this in mind? Uh, it's been a while, and then I'll be 100% honest. Mo kind of got me like two weeks ago when she goes, if you wait till you have enough money, you'll never do anything. That's true. And I was like, well... That's true. And that's not how I sound, just so you know. Says yeah, you. dinosaur. <laughs> okay. So I spent like I spent a lot of time last week lying and saying I was going into work early when I was actually shopping for <laughs> a ring and all that fun stuff. And then I finally found one and flew to New York, carried it around on my person all day because I didn't trust the uh, hotel people. Oh, sure. And that Gotta was watch out for pickpockets too. Uh, I, had I it, saw that movie. I had it on the uh, in, taxi driver. Yeah, I had it on the inside jacket, inside pocket of my jacket all day, and I kept. I don't Clutching know how it? I didn't give it away. I kept like slapping my side all day to make sure it was still there. <laughs> sure, right. <laughs> and I was trying to go to the place I wanted to do it early, so I didn't have to think about it anymore because yes. it was stressing me out. So finally, we get to Central Park and this castle thing there that I wanted to do it at. Like right at closing time. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. I asked uh, my roommate that was with us. I was like, hey, can you take a picture of us? But I switched my camera to video mode. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, no, I got to tie my shoe. And then that's when I did it. Yeah. Nailed it. Oh, tie your shoe. <laughs> Very good. Congratulations. That's great. Down did, on one you. Fantastic. Did yeah. your roommate know what they were filming at that time? Yes, because I, I asked him way ahead of time if he was cool with it. Okay. Yeah, good for you. Good times. She said yes. Yes. Okay. Very important. Well, it was a lot of, oh, my God, are you serious? Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I'm going to throw up. And then, oh, what am I saying? Yes. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was all of that lead up, and finally you got the answer. All right. Very good. Got Uh, down on that one knee. Good for you. That's the way to do it, man. The the old school way. Mm -hmm. I was just happy to uh, finally be done with it, and I could actually breathe again. What did her parents say? How did they greet the news? Uh, Her mother cried. Yeah. And then her dad said, wow. Okay. All right. Who's going to and uh, who's going to pay for the wedding? And who's uh she has sisters? One sister, older, and, younger, married. Uh, younger sister, older brother that's married with kids. Oh, okay. So All they've right. been through it already. Mhm. Wow. Time. Well, congratulations. That's, that's great. So awesome. It's very exciting for you. Good for you. Let's see. What else do we have here? Well, what did I do? Well, I got that. That was the first thing. So, so a lot, you know, the Olympics kind of in the background. Then I was paying attention to it. I'm watching some of this stuff, especially the ski jump. The my new favorite is what is the snow slope? Is that what it's called, Jack? On the slope, uh, slope, slope style. The the oh, slope style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. The rails and the jumps. Oh, and I'm cool. watching the ski jumping, mm. and I'm going, how do you even? How do you? How do you even start that? I mean, are there progressive, you know, hills? Okay, let's tomorrow we're going to go a little bit higher and a little bit higher and a little bit higher. Or is it just, hey, just just go down the slope, all right? And you know, we've had enough training. Just 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 go for it. Mm-hmm. Just fly. It's easy. <laughs> just fly through the air. That's all you have to do. Fly. Lean forward, <laughs> hands behind you, and just you know, well, stick it. 
I think one of us actually has snowboarding experience. Pinkman? Oh, yeah, it's easy. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I can do anything those people are doing. I, they look, it looks fantastic. I mean, even after they're finished their jumps, they <laughs> and they come down, and then they come to a stop, and yeah. turn them this way and turn them that way. My favorite, of course, is the downhill, which I think begins on Thursday. That's when they're, you know, 80, 60, Around 70, 80 miles. Yeah. A slalom. Yeah. Oh, downhill is just, just down. it's just down the hill over yeah. the, you know, then they get airborne for a little bit. Yeah. They where their the arms kind of go. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Their arms do Wait, a little bit of a, isn't that of, also, a, of a windmill. <laughs> and then when do they do the mogul? That's also a downhill thing. I'm not crazy about the oh, mogul. Mogul was on there. Past, on. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of nights, that. I, yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't care. If I, I want speed, baby. I want speed. Well, what's mogul, what's cool is the jumps. So you kind of yeah. have that freestyle snowboard element to it with these jumps. So we got that. Let's see what else. See, I, saw, I went to the movies. I saw three billboards. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I'm watching this movie, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, you know, maybe 10 minutes underway. And I said, you know how I get certain things. You know, they begin to bother me. And looking at the, <clears throat> yeah. thinking, I said, this doesn't look anything like Montana. This son of a bitch. This oh. doesn't. Oh, that's funny. This doesn't look anything like my like Montana. <laughs> what the? And then I'm going. Uh oh. Then I just kind of slink back in that yeah. that that reclining chair mm-hmm. because it's yeah. Not. It's three billboards. In Missouri. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for God's sake. Now, the bright side. I imagine that's probably, that looks like Missouri, I guess. I've never been to Missouri, but, well, I have, but not in that part. This entire conversation took place between your ears, right? Yes, of course. But I'm sitting there, my arms are, you know, I finished uh, one box of. uh, Snow caps? No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Milk duds? Milk duds. I had another box to go. So I'm sitting there, you know, because, you know, you go through all the uh, all the coming attractions. And I think literally every movie that they had that they that, you know, they they showed a coming attraction involves a gun in some in some form or fashion. Um, yeah. So it was like, son of a bitch. I know it doesn't look anything like Montana. I've been to Montana a bunch of times. It is. And it's like, oops, okay, there we go. Mm. Big long story <laughs> in The New York Times over the weekend about uh, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett is worth $550 million. What? He's even wealthier than Bruce Springsteen. Mm. Oh, right. nice. I've always contended that Jimmy Buffett killed the keys. Mm. If you've been listening to this program for any for a number of years, you know that I wish I had a bumper sticker that said Jimmy Buffett killed the keys because I'm absolutely convinced in some form or fashion he is somewhat responsible for the commercialization of, of the keys to the point that he doesn't live there anymore. Don't want anything to do with it. It's too commercial for him. He's got houses everywhere. Palm Beach, Manhattan, this, there, wherever. So he goes to uh, he goes to the Springsteen concert. You know, the one where Springsteen in New York is on oh, stage all, all by himself? Yeah. Oh, boy. And Springsteen tells him, number one, it's like, you know, like I, I, you know, I, I liked Buffett music back mm-hmm. back then, and then... You know, decided I was, didn't care for it too much anymore because one of those parrot heads spilled beer on my head at one of the concerts. And I'm not going through this anymore. But Spring, Sp- Springsteen tells Buffett, I don't even know where to go with oh, this. Oh, boy. He's never been inside a factory. Oh, no. And I'm going, what? 
Bruce Springsteen tells Jimmy Buffett, Buffett, I've never been inside a factory. And that bothers you because? And it's like, this is not computing well with me. Uh-huh. Because Springsteen, you know, you know, he sings about the working man and the union men and the lost jobs and the assembly line workers that are out of work and factories closing down and... You know, blue collar America. You know, love, love one, love the lost. And I'm going. I got to think about this for a. Mm. Just have to think about this for a while. It's the Phillips file on. Mm. Never been inside a factory. I gave never you the been book. inside a factory. I gave you the book to you read. Never, he's never been inside a factory. It's all explained in the book. <sighs> I bet he's been invited mm. to go inside a factory. Why does he need to go into a factory? He sees how his town was decimated by it. He's been a rock and roller all his life. Inside a factory. Everybody's been inside a factory. Not him. At least Jimmy Buffett was an actual bum. Yeah, for about a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for about a year. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. He's got the news that Time for the news. Here's Mo. Jim, we're going to have a visitor in Orlando on Friday, and it's a big name. It's President Donald Trump. He will visit here. Yeah. Uh, Today, he put out this big infrastructure bill, and on his way to Mar-a-Lago over the weekend, he's stopping in Orlando uh, on his way down to Palm Beach. Why? Uh, why Orlando? Because he though? has a long weekend and he's going to Mar-a-Lago know, to play I mean, golf. I know, but why not Charlotte or Atlanta or mm. Jacksonville? Why Orlando? I think the closer you get to Mar-a-Lago, the more the trip can be written off <laughs> under a government expense. I mean, we don't have a gigantic yeah. manufacturing base mm-hmm. here. We don't have, no. I don't know. Well, Maybe he's going to do something on, you know, stand on the I-4 or expansion. So, yeah, that's right. Uh, now, normally there are flight restrictions. There are road closures. Uh. And all of that. And Friday <laughs> afternoon is. You gonna... want to see transportation get worse? Bring the president to Here town. he is. You got that right. Mm-hmm. He's going to roll out what he has talked about today and we'll talk about for the rest of the week. And that is his $1.5 trillion infrastructure plan. Oh, more to the deficit, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah, they haven't said how they're going to pay for it, I must say. I thought say these that. Republicans, I thought you Republicans all were all in favor of deficit reduction. What's going on here? Spending money we don't have. Now, you're, he... you're against deficit reduction until you're in charge. Then it's then you spend like drunken sailors. Oh, at Mar-a-Lago this weekend. I don't know if you've heard of the Christian Broadcasting Network, founded by Pat Robertson. Well, of course you have. They are holding at his hotel. The CBN is holding its Dream Gala fundraiser with 700 people expected to attend and will raise. They think about one and a half million dollars um, for poor kids. So the Christian broadcasters will all be down at the hotel. And when the hotel makes money, how does that work? He makes money uh, somewhere along the line, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. He's a businessman. 
Okay. Well, isn't he supposed to have separated? Oh, yeah, no? he can use this place, you know, raise money for mm. charity, but you have to pay me. I'm not. He doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't give, give it anything. For free. Away. No. No. Uh-uh. no freebies with this guy. That's sort of true, isn't it? Uh, let's continue talking about church. A Palm Beach County church is paying a former Outback. It's State a costume ball. Everybody could come in with a black eye or something. Oh, sorry. No, that's cold. I know, but it wasn't bad. No, it was good. Nobody got it, though. I did. I did. Rob Porter, ex-wife, black eye, got it. Poor Rob Porter. Oh, he should have a nice life. I hope he has plenty of (laughs) successes moving forward. Well, he can't say anything. Can't say anything about victims, because that opens the door for the number of women who have accused him of harassment and sexual assault. He's in between a rock and a hard place. Mm. When it comes to that. Just yeah. don't say anything. They, they they showed a lot of clips with a lot of different people who have been accused. He he defended Roger Ailes. He defended Roy Moore. He defended, I mean, up and down the line. And, you know, never once said anything about the victim. She, her, what about that? Nothing. Borscht. Didn't say borscht about it. Jim, back to the news. Uh, Palm Beach County Church is paying a former Outback Steakhouse server. Mm. The church has to go back and pay her. She was fired because she complained on social media because the church didn't tip her. What? The woman was fired last Thursday after posting on social media that the Christ Fellowship Church didn't give her a tip for a $735 takeout order that took her most of the shift to prepare. They're not in the business of handing out tips. They're only in the business of taking in money. I see. The church, $735 trip to Outback. For their folks. And the church later released a statement saying, hey, a volunteer picked up our order... And they didn't know our tipping policy. Outback fired the woman what? over the post. She went online and said, this fellowship church didn't, you know, I, I spent all day. It was $735. Right. She gave it to whoever from the church. And on the form, they they checked her out with her credit card of the church and didn't give her a nickel. It's not right. Open that line to Boomerang Bob. See what he says about this. Oh, the Outback. Outback can have their employees complaining about customers. Makes them look bad. Yeah. She said she expected a tip. Uh, She told the Palm Beach Post today, the newspaper down there, that apparently some of the church families got together and collected money and have since paid her, but she is out of a job. Gasoline prices are dropping across Florida. There's some good news, including... Down in one of the real expensive places, which is down in the Fort Myers, Naples area. The price for an average price for a gallon of regular is two sixty five, which is down a couple of pennies, you know, wow. which is kind of good. Uh, the, across the state, it's dropping over the last couple of days. Um, they say that the drop in gas prices is attributed to a drop in energy prices on the stock market last week. I wasn't really sure how that was connected, but there you go. Um, Why even try? Nah. We're not in that business. Uh-uh. Over in Volusia County over the weekend, classmate. well, now now it's Monday, so they're back at school, but classmates are dealing with the death of a ninth grader at, uh, I think it's New Smyrna Beach High School. 14-year-old kid was found shot to death this weekend inside his home. He attended New Smyrna Beach High. Accident? He shot himself. That's what he the did shoot himself, saying. but I, at least as far as the 11 o'clock news last night, they did not know whether it was an accident or suicide. Right. Yep. Uh, another teenager is being treated at Arnold Palmer Hospital after being injured in a jet ski crash. He's Something. dead. He oh, died. he died? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oliver Schoen. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't know. I got the impression passed. he plowed into a dock. Ay, 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 mommy. Well, 15? 17, the kid with the jet ski. Oh. The 14-year-old Jeez. who died was the kid with the gun in New Smyrna. Or Oak Hill, really.
Uh, and um, Disney yeah. has raised the price. I mean, of, of a one-day pass. Was it's it more $25, expensive. $26 now? <laughs> what is it? I have no idea. The price increase <laughs> went into effect yesterday. Hold on to your wallet here. A single day. 50 regular, No. Close. Uh, keep going. Bid it up a little. A regular day ticket, one-day ticket to the Magic Kingdom now costs, I'm taking a breath, $119 a person. What? Yeah. You're kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. No. A one-day pass for an adult is $119? $119. Uh-huh. It was $115. And they raised parking, too. Oh, my God. It's 22 bucks now. To God park. bless them. I just wanted to At fill the, the parks park. with a certain number of people who are willing to pay that amount of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're not, uh, they're not, they're not done with this kind of stuff. They, no, no, they've no, no, got no, it no, all no. figured out. They know, you know, we have a pretty good idea. They're like actuarials with the insurance company. Yeah, they have it all figured out. We know, we know there's certain people will pay a certain amount of money, and we can pretty much guarantee that this number of people will pay that money to come in on a daily basis. $119? Mm. And then that way they make the money. If it thins the crowd a little bit, they're still making more money, and then they have a better experience. Well, the other three parks out there, Epcot and and Animal Kingdom and all the other stuff, those are holding at 114. (laughs) All right, let me take a little break and catch my breath. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Tremors with Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward is now my cult favorite. Back to the news. More on that later. Back to the news. Here's Mo. Oh, Jim, today, it's, it's a... It's February 12th, 2018. It is President Lincoln's birthday. Pres- uh, this is not the birthday game or anything, but it's pres- Happy birthday, Abe. Ha- yeah, really. Happy birthday, Abraham. He died at age 56 in, 19- in 1865. If he was alive today, he would be 203 years old. Wow. Happy, happy birthday, Abe. That's old, 203. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Honest, Abe. Honest. Yeah, that's right. Mm-mm. Not nice looking, but very, very accomplished. Good wrestler. Well. A wrestler. Oh, we used say. to say back in the hills, wrestler. A wrestler, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait for that. Well, let's get back to the food of the day. It is <laughs> President Lincoln's birthday, the 12th, February 12th in 2018. And today has nothing to do with President Lincoln, but it sounds almost like a Christmas thing. It's Plum Pudding Day. Wow. Uh, no. See, that's what I thought. I thought this is mm-hmm. this is not a seasonal item. I mean, this is a seasonal item, and it's not the season that this should be a day. Even during the season. I don't Plum Pudding. Either. Plum yeah, Pudding. It doesn't sound good. Plum pudding. That oh, sounds like a pudding with a might have a big plum in there. I think. Ugh. I think now Ugh. they don't want to sell prunes as prunes because people think that they make you go to the bathroom. Right. Okay. So now they sell prunes as plums. Okay. They sell them as dried plums. Just telling you, if you go to the store and you see dried plums, that's really a prune. But just telling you. So today, I think of plum pudding as something with prunes in it. I think. I, yeah, I think it's something nasty. It's something more. I don't. I don't want to eat. I don't have anything against pudding. I don't have anything against Butter plums. Butterscotch pudding, chocolate no. pudding, some ready whip on top I love of there. fresh plums. Rice the pudding s- I like, tapioca mm. pudding I like, mm-hmm. but I, uh, plum pudding. You, you know, seriously. It's like you dig in there and all of a sudden you get a big old a gush. tumor. Yeah, it's of, a gush. Tumor of gunk. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> tumor of gunk. Yeah. Tumor of it's gush. It's the name of my band. Hey, it just hits. <laughs> I like that. Just hits something. Uh-uh. Good. What is that? Uh-uh. Now, see, I love fruit. I love plums. Peaches, I love all of it, but putting it in a pudding, oh god, that to me seems like a texture that would make me yash, uh, you know, like york it up. I Maybe could... they really chop it up and chop it up and just whip it up into. Okay, stop, because that I'm just telling you what today mm. is, but tomorrow is a better, way better. Don't day. tell us. I won't. I don't want to ruin it. Oh, something but, to look forward to. Something yeah. baked. Something cheesy. 
It could be cheesy. Yeah, it could be cheesy. Oh, now I'm not going to sleep tonight. No, listen. President ha- Trump's what? Little Jack Horner was the nursery rhyme. Sat in the right? corner eating is not plum pie. Curds and whey? No, no, no. No, yeah, okay, Miss Biden. no, no that's Little Miss Muffet sat in the corner. No, on right. a Tuffet. Oh. Little Miss Muffet sat on a Tuffet eating her. This is Little Jack Horner sat in a corner eating his pumpkin pie or what is it? Is he it? put it in his thumb and he pulled out a plum. Yeah. He said, what a good boy, boy. am I. Right. I don't know the middle line. We missed it. But anyway, yeah. But that was a plum. But he pulled out a plum. Yeah, that's Mm. it. Gushy. That seems gushy to me, too. You're cooking it. It's like like fruit compote. Bad peaches are gushy enough. That's true. Hey, fruit compote's good on pancakes. (sighs) Okay. Okay. Let's move along, shall we? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. President uh, Trumpster, the Trumpster, he has several sons. You know, what do you call them? Uday and Huday or whatever you say. Yeah. Yeah. Over or Saddam Hussein's Uday yeah. and right, Poopay or, or something. <laughs> Poopay. Hi, could I have some great Poopan? No. And special forces take them out? I think. Goofballs hold up in that house? I don't know. Yeah. It, this story yes. has nothing to do hey, with the sons. Let's take on the U.S. Army. No. This story has nothing to do with the sons of Saddam Hussein. It has everything to do with the son of, of one Donald Trump. And yeah, it Uday. Is, no. Well, I don't know which one it is. Poopay. <laughs> Listen, he's got one of the sons is married. Both of the sons are married. Yeah. One of the sons, the daughter, the daughter-in-law, right? Mm-hmm. It would be the daughter-in-law of the president of the United States is in a hospital in Manhattan at this hour as a precaution after a suspicious letter containing some unidentified white powdery substance was sent to her apartment. Mm. It was addressed to Vanessa Trump, whose husband is Don Jr. What are the people doing? Stop sending her things. She didn't they do never, anything. After nine eleven, there was a. Big flurry of racing or ricin white or, stuff going yeah. through the mail. Did mm-hmm. they ever catch? No. Not that I'm aware of. They didn't, no. right? I think mm-hmm. in a couple of cases. I think there's a woman who they caught. Because I, I put she put her return address on the envelope. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I had the label from the paralyzed vets. I felt compelled to use it. No. I, look. I always uh, like getting those labels. Oh, yeah. They're nice. You send the money, though. You have to. You ha- it's sort of obligation. Hey, throw them a couple of bucks. I mean, you have to, right? you know, throw all those nice labels. I like the labels. The notepad comes in handy. I, I do like that. I, the no bookmark pad. is. I I like to take the bookmark out and make and believe I'm gonna read one day. Mm. <laughs> uh, it turns out that the letter was open this morning. Three people were taken to the hospital as Ooh. precaution. The fire department in New York says there's no indication they suffered any injuries and their identities were not immediately released. But we do know that it is Vanessa Trump who is married to Donnie Jr. Which one is that? The dark-haired one. Don Jr. The slick back. The, 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 one, yeah. the, the big mouth piece, the big mouth. Not yeah. the blonde one. Right. Not yeah. Eric. The taller blonde kid is Eric Trump. It's Don Jr. The one who met with the Russians. Right. And okay. then said, gotcha. And then What's said, I don't know about that? that. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, I hope his wife and other two unnamed individuals are okay. Right. Of course. What are you doing that? She didn't do anything to you, people. I don't know who's sending that, but stop it. They're talking about infrastructure, but the Senate turns its attention to a heated debate on immigration reform this week, including the issue of protecting dreamers who are the young immigrants brought in here as little kids. After budget issues were resolved, remember Mitch McConnell said he promised behind the microphone on the floor of the Senate, and he's the head guy in the Senate, right? Mitch McConnell promised the country that he would put immigration reform on the floor and pledge to make it a full and open process not something done in the back room not something done just with republicans everybody gets a say so and they hash it out like they're supposed to nc pelosi gonna give another eight-hour speech please don't 
please, that was please painful don't. to listen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so You're that's... splitting the Democratic Party anyway. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a fairly large faction of the Democratic Party or people who are looking to the Democrats who are they want fresh blood. They want young people. Mm-hmm. The former doctor for USA Gymnastics, Larry Nasser, convicted of abusing young girls, yep. is serving time in a maximum security prison in Arizona. Larry Nasser had been transferred to a federal prison near Tucson. He was in what Michigan? Uh, to he, he was sentenced to Michigan. His trial was in Michigan. Apart from the federal charges, he's also facing two lengthy sentences that are back in Michigan for abusing girls. Uh, and he's got a real piece of work. Yeah, he? they didn't keep him in Michigan. They shipped him off to Arizona. I don't know. Oh, the 100. What number is it? 142nd Westminster Dog Show kicks off in New York City today. This Westminster Dog Show has been, you know, like this is the pinnacle of dog shows. Right. Runs today and tomorrow. It'll judge dogs in several categories, including the hound category, herding, working, sporting, non-sporting, toy, and terrier. Can't watch. Oh, why? I feel bad for the dogs that lose. Oh, that's right. Re- no, I do. Yeah. I mean, that's how. I get mad when they don't pick a beagle. That's how sick I and am. And then I throw something at the TV. I, you know, it's like, what do you mean you didn't pick a beagle? So anyway, yeah. Uh, Harley would be in the hound category. Uh, So, you know, the beagles are always cute. There's several sizes of beagle. Anyway, it turns out there are 3,000 dogs competing in this year's show, one of the biggest fields ever. competition? Olympics and Westminster Dog dog Show. Tomorrow is best in show. Tonight they'll do probably three of the categories. Tomorrow four. Or no, tonight four, tomorrow three, something like that. And then they will do best of show tomorrow night. Prince Harry. And his bride-to-be, Meghan Markle, will embark on a romantic carriage ride through historic Windsor after exchanging vows. We're getting details now about the wedding in May that are coming out in little dribs and Carriage ride, wow. Oh, yeah, it's going to be fancy. Get up, Hambone. No, 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 not that kind of... Come on, No, it's like Cinderella, you know, the pumpkin turned into a carriage. I picture that kind of carriage ride through the little the town of Windsor where they're getting hitched. Yeah, you know what I mean? The Kensington Palace confirmed new details of the royal couple's soon-to-be nuptials, including just what time people will need to set their alarm clocks. In less than 100 days, royal fans can catch a glimpse of the fairy tale wedding. It it is May 19th. It takes place at the infamous St. George Chapel. The procession begins at noon UK time. So back up, what, seven? Oh, yeah, to sound like the House of Parliament. Here, here. Here, here. Oh, here. Here, here. The palace did not say how rather. many. I, that's a good one. The palace didn't don't say, say rather in the House of Parliament. Well, they go, Jack they said go, it sounded very authentic. I hear here. Rather. It sounds here, like he's here. very authentic, though. No, we voting yes and not, mate. Here, 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 <laughs> at the Hard Rock Live. Dan, rather. Oh, yeah, he's a hit here. <laughs> March 17th. Um, uh, the palace didn't say how many wedding invitations have been sent out. I have not yet received my own. They would not comment on who is expected to show up out of those invites. But, you know, so keep your eye on the mailbox. You may get an invitation. If not, you'll get up early. You'll watch the whole thing from your television. Mm. No? I might record that. I think it's awesome. I like big ceremonial things. Uh, like that? Not much. I'll still be watching the Olympics. It. No, no, it's not till May. I record everything. Oh, I'll God. watch it on DVR. Over and over and over and over? Yeah, spoiler alert. Don't tell me what happens. Mm, yeah. I remember getting up the last time. I saw that American skater yesterday. What's her name? The one that got dissed a couple of years ago, four years ago. Mm-hmm. What's her name? I can't remember her name. It is. 
He was fantastic. Who landed the triple? Yeah. Did she have, does she have a tattoo on her thigh? No. Well, what is that? What is that? It, a bruise? It is, no. What is that? I thought it was a tattoo. It was a bruise. It's the tape. Okay. That you put on, and it says USA on it. So it was uh. that, that tape that has that healing stuff in it. Mm-hmm. You about that? Was it the Canadian dance pair? Mm-hmm. Where her top almost came undone? Ah! No, I didn't hear about that at all. Oh, yeah. She had a Was she it had the a Canadian? Was it Canadian? Or was it American? I thought it was the American. The brother and sister? Uh, maybe. Anyway, well, there's only one right. story. Whoever it was, but her... Top came off? It Close? It, it was close to... She had a wardrobe malfunction? It was a major wardrobe malfunction. Did they you see through, any? They got through it okay. Was there a nip slip or anything? No, I don't know whether no. she noticed Mary something. And, and I don't know whether... I don't know the whole story whether she said, look, I, this button's undone and you got to put your hand here. Or oh, something where the I whole see. damn thing's going to fall down. <laughs> Mirai Nagasu... Is the, yeah, right, American the American skater who landed name? the triple? Oh. Mariah or Mariah? She... It's M I R A I. She was terrific. Okay. Uh, Disney that and Adam Rippon. He was. Oh, he was flawless. Right. I can't believe they scored the Russian higher than him. That that's bull. That's bull. Mm-hmm. Just saying. I know. Bull. It is cockapoopy. It is. Disney Jim is once again trying to get its movies and TV programs in China. In a statement. Disney revealed it signed a deal to allow China's video platform, Youku, the ability to stream over 1,000 Disney movies and TV episodes. The content would be available over 30 million households and would include classic movies like Beauty and the Beast and newer things like DuckTales. They have had an earlier streaming service in China by Disney, but it was shut down by Chinese regulators after running for merely five months in 2016. They didn't like it. Uh, you mentioned the Olympics. I think at last count we had f- four medals. And don't give anything away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before I left the house, this was hours ago. Well, yeah. they, you know, people still. Then all right. they, people left for work well before you did. So yeah, because gotta, I got to watch it. Because I saw a medal count, and then I'm like, wait a second, what was the other? Then I'm watching luge. I go, oh, I bet I know what's going to happen here. Oh. And I was right. Yeah, you were. Well, good. I mean, no, man. I don't want to know. Oh, Saturday Night Live comedian Leslie Jones is reacting to a historic Olympics win. The first kid to ever win a medal after taking. Well, now, see, I don't know what to tell you. Um, uh, this is, it is his name Red? No, okay. that's the first. You can kid. talk about that one. Oh, you can. But the kid who won last night, the guy who won last okay, night. Good, good, good. What? Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, it was on. T- it was on TV today. Oh, yeah, that was on TV. That's the one right. I'm talking about. It's I watched Saturday. That. Luge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. No, I'm not talking about the luge. I'm talking about the luge here. Well, it turns out... Somebody the... by the name of Red's in the luge, too? No, 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 no. no. He won the... Name of Red won the <laughs> snowboard <laughs> over the weekend. Uh, no. Okay, let me back up a little bit. Leslie Jones from Saturday Night Live. She's snowboarding. No. She's reacting, oh, oh. though, to the historic Olympic win by the first American man to win a medal in luge after taking the silver last night, Chris Madsen. Mm-hmm. Madzer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in a video posted to Twitter, Leslie Jones cheered on this Chris kid and what she called his little skateboard, his luge thing, <laughs> begging God not to let him hit a pebble. The video has become uh, like gone viral, of course. You it's know, funny. and uh, yeah, she um, remember she she live tweeted some of the stuff back in 2016 and with all this commentary that was so hysterical that went viral. So she's doing it again and she's following suit this year in Pyeongchang. Uh, let's see where are the birds. Oh. Here, here we go. Birthdays? Are you ready for birthdays? What do you think? Watch him call it sister. 
Oh, Kim Jong-un. Get a lot of attention. Took a lot of attention away from Pence. Oh, Pence. Who, who wouldn't stand up with his uh, wife nice. when the, the combined Koreans. Korean team came in. Like, come on. Seemed a little rude, really, right? Because I mean, that's what the Olympics are about. Come on. Seriously? He's just pissed off. She's gotten a lot more attention than he is. With his squinty face. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, okay. You know what? I didn't really watch him. I watched every minute of the Olympics, and my husband was mad. Why? Because he thought after the whole thing was over, that cool drone thing, I mean, everything about it, loved it, loved it, loved it. He thought it was so nifty. And then he's like, okay, now. Back to politics. It's 11 o'clock. Where are the competitions? He said, you mean this doesn't end and show us something? I said, no, it ends. It's the Olympic opening ceremony. That stands alone. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like. What do you think? They just rip off yes, their yes, uniforms and he did. He <laughs> head for the biathlon? They're going right to the slopes, right? <laughs> they're going to show us something. Did he punch a wall or something? No, but he was like, you're kidding. I watched three hours for the payoff to show some sports. Mm-hmm. No. It was them walking around? Say, honey, That's what well, I watched. Don't worry. we got two weeks of this. Guess what? They teased him. They, a day before on Thursday, they had yeah, events they that he could watch. Well, it was too late I by really then. like to figure out how they trained to, to, to ski jump. I mean, oh, oh you want to learn to ski jump? Okay, here you go. Just down that slope, see what happens. I guess they would, could have a smaller one where it's only like 10 feet. I, they must start small and then yeah. gradually work, work themselves up to, you know. What, the, little kids? You think little kids do it? What so, do you mean little wait, kids? When you... To be an Olympic at uh, an Olymp- the snowboarders, an Olympian, flipping around here and riding down a, a, a fence rail, and yeah, yeah, yeah that's a cool of course, thing. yeah. Uh, we have it out here sometimes. You ever notice the guys on skateboards who jump up on the on the wall? Yeah, they did and- away with that. I think they put a rail there so they couldn't do it. Oh, that's rude. Okay. Oh, yeah, they well, there is a certain amount of liability as well. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fine. Hey, crack your head open, and we're not paying for it. That's true. Happy happy birthday today. Let's talk about a sports. Let's talk about an athlete first. Let's Ooh. go to Bill Russell. Basketball oh, Bill icon. Russell, the basketball player. Yeah, 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 Believe yeah. it or not, Bill Russell is now 77 years old. Ooh. Uh, 75. You guys don't even know who that, that right. is. He's tall, the, the tall guy. Yeah. 76. <laughs> Are you high? I no, am. Jim is. Jim is. Oh, he's 84. Mm. Yeah. Points. yeah, 84 years old, Bill Russell. Usually I, the real tall guys don't live that long. Oh, no. What? <laughs> he lived 84. That's good so far. It's a lot of stress on their heart. Oh, my talk. God. It is. Like a giraffe. No. Yeah. That's, not, that's not it. What? Happy, happy birthday today what? to Josh Brolin. Oh. Which the one actor. is that? Yeah, the actor. Good. I, I'm going to pass. I think I, I, okay, I'm not fine. sure, but I, I, think, I think I know. I'm a big man. I'll pass on this. 47? Nope. 49? 50? 50 is right on the dot oh, there. Oh, that close? Fake yes. news. Sorry. Didn't know he's my age. Whatever. Happy, happy birthday! <laughs> what about Kapuya, no? Oh, yeah. Just saying. Kapuya! Kapuya! Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And happy, happy birthday now to woo, 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 Arsenio Hall. <laughs> Believe it or not, Arsenio Hall is now 60. Two years old. He is 62. Oh, my God. I did not know that. I did not know that. I did not know. I did not know. He's 62. And that's the Lottie Don. Just call me. I had a pretty good idea about Brolin, but I passed. I had no idea about Arsenio Hall. Hey, a bonus round of Closest to the Pin is next. We'll open up the lines. Choose one of you to play against Pingman. If you win, of course, good fortune for the rest of your life. All upcoming next on Real Radio 104.1. Your chance to win a trip for two to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards is just a few minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From the... 
And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! That's right, Jason's on the line. He will play against Pinkman in this bonus round. Of closest to the pin. If Jason wins, he receives that You Matter business card. What does that mean? That means good fortune for the rest of his life. Jason also knows, however, if he loses bad luck for 24 hours, Mr. Pinkman, head to the soundproof booth. We'll bring you back in a couple of minutes okay. to set your handicap. Jason, are you ready to play? Yes, I am. Jim. All right, Jason, if I can get Mo's attention, she will keep score. Jack will keep time. Yes, sir. We'll have a countdown for Jason. Ten questions, Jason. Just answer to the best of your ability. Here we go. Three, two, one, begin. Jason, the Winter Olympics are underway in South Korea. During the Winter Olympics in Sochi, Russia, the United States won how many medals total? Uh, 34. The Russian Revolution that toppled the Tsar took place in what year? Uh 1843. Reds was a movie that had the Russian Revolution as a theme. The movie was released in what year? Uh, that was 97. Talk about commies. The movie Red Dawn with the late actor Patrick Swayze came out in what year? Uh, 81. Patrick Swayze died in what year? Uh, 2003. Swayze also appeared in the movie The Outsiders with Rob Lowe. How old is Lowe? Uh, Rob Lowe is currently 56. Lowe's Companies, parent of Lowe's Home Improvement Stores, was founded in what year? 1996. The TV show Home Improvement with Tim Allen ran for how many episodes? Uh, 87 episodes. Tiny Tim was a character in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol that was first published in what year? Uh... 1937. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Tiny Tim was a crow in London, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Southampton? Southampton would be 168 miles. Time. Wow. All right, there you Very go. Our right, hold on there. Very, Very confident. confident. There you go. Here comes Mr. Pinkman. <clears throat> and what we do, we set Mr. Pinkman's handicap at 15, but we allow him to roll the dice, whatever that number is. We take away from 15, and that will be his handicap for this afternoon. Do you want to go with just one dice? What? Or one what? die, rather? Why? That doesn't seem fair. Well, what's fair, Mom? Thank you. Two dice. Yeah. Makes more, better noise. Thank yeah, you. You're point. right there. Yeah. All right, Mr. Penguin, if you'll roll the dice, please. All right. There you go. I like that sound. Yeah. What do you got? Seven. All right. Eight-second handicap. Here we go, Mr. Pinkman. Ten questions. Answer to the best of your ability. Good luck. Okay. In three, two, one, begin. Pinkman, the Winter Olympics are underway in South Korea. During the Winter Olympics in Sochi, Russia, the United States won how many medals total? 32. The Russian Revolution that toppled the Tsar took place in what year? Uh, 1927. Reds was a movie that had the Russian Revolution as a theme. The movie was released in what year? 1978. Talk about commies, the movie Red Dawn with the late actor Patrick Swayze came out on what year? 1984. Patrick Swayze died in what year? Uh, 2012. Swayze also appeared in the movie The Outsiders with Rob Lowe. How old is Lowe? Uh, 58. Lowe's Company's parent of Lowe's Home Improvement Stores was founded in what year? 
1938. The TV show Home Improvement with Tim Allen ran for how many episodes? Uh, 286. Tiny Tim was a character in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol that was first published in what year? 1832. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Tiny Tim was a crow in London, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Southampton? Uh, 67. Time. Hmm. There we go. How many miles to win it outright? 25. 25. All right. Uh, In Sochi, Russia, the United States won how many medals total? They were close on this Jason one, Jason said. 34. Pinkman. 32. 28. No, Pinky. 28 total. Oh, Re- Russian Revolution toppled the Tsar. took place in what year, Jason said? 1843. Pinkman. 1927. Not too far off, 1917. Mm-hmm. The Reds with Warren Beatty. I think Jack Nicholson was in that movie, too. And Diane Keaton, as yes, I remember. It was Diane a movie Keaton. that had the Russian Revolution as a theme. That movie was released in what year, Jason said? 97. Pinkman. 78. 81. That's Pinkman. Talk about commies. The movie Red Dawn with the late actor Patrick Swayze came out in what year, Jason said? 81. Pinkman. 84. Right on the money. 1984. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Sweep so far. Ouch. Patrick Swayze died. Patrick pancreatic cancer, I believe. Died in what year, Jason said? 2003. Pinkman. 2012. 2009. That's three. That's Pinkman. Pinkman, yep. Swayze also appeared in the movie The Outsiders with Rob Lowe. How old is Rob Lowe? Jason said. 56. Bankman. 58. 53. Oh, damn it. Lowe's Company's parent of Lowe's Home Improvement Stores founded in what year? Jason said. 96. And Pinkman. 38. 1948. Pinkman. Yeah, you're running out of gas here, Jason. But there's one at the end. He could turn it all around. Three more to go. Let's see what happens. The next two, at least. The TV show Home Improvement with Tim Allen ran for how many episodes? Jason said. 87 episodes. Pinkman. 286. 204. That's definitely Pinkman. Pinkman, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tiny Tim, a character in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol that was first published in what year? Jason said. 1937. Off the rails. Wow. Pinkman said. Well, he was closer. 1832, I would think. 1843. There you go. All yes. right, Jason. This is your it's only hope, buddy. Three, six, only hope. Nine to one, but they could turn around here. Come on, Obi-Wan. Get it within 25. You went outright. If Tiny Tim, oh, my poor Tiny Tim, oh, yeah. was a crow in London, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Southampton? Jason said. 168 miles. Pinkman said. 67. In fact, if Tiny Tim, my poor Tiny Tim, was a crow in London in the year of my of our Lord, 1843, when all of London was in a festive, a festive mood, mood yeah. but not Ebenezer Scrooge, who sits by the light of a flickering... <clears throat> if Tiny Tim was a crow in London, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Southampton? He would have to fly a total of... Yeah. 81 miles. Oh, Pinkman uh, gets yeah. it. Anyway. You got it. Yeah, he gets it with I'm sorry, Jason. <sighs> I'm so sorry. Bad luck for you for 24 hours. Thanks for playing that bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Remember, oh. close only counts in horseshoes, yes. hand grenades, and closest to the pin. Pin, pin, pin. What's my record? It's 14 and 7. Not bad. No. Jim is 14 and 6. So I saw Tremors again over the weekend. Great film. I can't. <laughs> really? It's just one of my favorite. I've never seen it. It's just a. I don't know if I have either. Yeah, it's just a. It's not a it's great. A kitschy kind of. Yeah, exactly. It holds up or not so much? Yes. Kind of, sort of. Kevin Bacon's in it. Kevin Bacon mm-hmm. and Fred Ward and uh, Michael Gross and Reba mm-hmm. is in it. 
Reba McIntyre. Reba mm-hmm. McIntyre. How about Isn't that? Treat Williams in it? No, you're thinking you're confusing him with Fred Ward. I could see. Oh, uh, Fred Ward. Yeah, no, Fred Ward played Remo Williams. That was another movie altogether, so, and he was named after a bedpan. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's just kind of. I mean, it's not it's not very scary, really, but it's just kind of a fun romp. But I think I've seen it twenty times now. Really? Yeah. Very few movies I've watched over and over and over. Yeah, again. it's short, it's quick. You don't have to, you know, it's not a. What do you think? Spend of, a lot of time thinking about it. What do you think of those billboards in Montana movie? Well, after I finally came to the conclusion, the duh, Jim, it's not Montana, it's Missouri. Duh. Whoopsie. I liked it a it lot. It starts with an M. I didn't love it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um. Thought she was good. Mm-hmm. I thought the uh, guy who played the police officer, the deputy, was very good. He won a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor. He was. I, I forgot that he was. He yeah. was excellent in in that role. Um, yeah, I thought it was. I liked it. I, I liked it a lot. As did I. It was no Montana, but it was Missouri. It wasn't Montana, yeah. but but it was. You know, <laughs> at least that didn't go on very long. Makes you want to not live in Missouri. St. Louis is nice. Well, parts of St. Louis. Missouri's nice. It's where I went to uh, Farrier School. It's the heartland, Jim. Missouri. Oh, yeah, yeah. If your kin are from there, you say Missouri. Kentucky, Tennessee, Missouri. I heard Claire McCaskill. She's the senator from there. She calls it Missouri. Yeah, it's Missouri. You saw the post? I saw the post. Okay. You saw the post. I've seen the post. I've seen three billboards, and I've seen Shape of Water. I haven't seen Shape of Water. I, I think Shape of Water might be my favorite out of those three. Are you really? Yeah. It just and it's, I see why uh, 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 Guillermo del Toro he, he received Best Director. Mm. It's it just it's a really interesting. Rex Reed hated it. Movie. But nobody's he? paying attention to Rex Reed. I didn't anymore. know he was still around. Yeah, I thought he was dead. I really <laughs> he looks like W. C. Fields. Oh lord! I mean, he was a fairly decent looking guy in his younger days. Yeah, yeah he's still around, but he's and, uh, yeah. didn't he used to be a judge on the Gong Show? He might, might have be been right. for a while, and he was in that terrible movie, Myra Breckenridge. I like the post. Said Myra Breckenridge. That was provocative in its day, though. Yeah, because uh, book was provocative. I don't know what the Raquel movie. Welch, I think, was uh, was wearing a, a strap on. What? I beg your pardon. <laughs> oh, you don't have to what? beg my pardon. I, she was. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're what? referring to. How do you to spell it? Myra, My, Moira, Myra Moira Breckenridge, Breckenridge <laughs> which is a novel written no. by Gorvid. Ski resort. It was a Gorvidal novel, wasn't it? Uh huh. Thank you. I'll take some points on that. I thought Philip Roth right. at first, but it was not. Yeah. Was it? Was it? I think so. I really like the post, though. Jim didn't like it. I like. I liked it enough. It's got that. It's got that it stamp of Spielberg on it. Yeah. It's got a Spielberg stamp on it. You can take two very serious movies about serious things. The Post, of course. Mm-hmm. And what was the movie about the Boston? Newspaper undercover of the priest abuse. You love that one. Oh, that was great. Spotlight. Spotlight. That was great. Similar in a way, because it's investigative reporting, but it has a different weight to it. Mm. And uh, just the... the, Sometimes, at least for me, I think I can tell a Spielberg movie from a mile away. Yeah, I liked okay, it. Here you go. You're going to hate on Spielberg for the rest of your days because like you sent him a note and he never sent you a card back. I like 1941. Exactly right. I love 1941. You're still bomb. mad at Spielberg. I, like jo- I love Jaws. I love uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. You're I said mad. great things about the movies. I didn't think that. That's before I, I you just, guys had a falling out. It just wasn't <laughs> as good as I 
thought it could have been. It's the Phillips file on real. If he only sent a card. I will get a card. It takes a long process for this mail to go through. Yeah, you know, sure. he's got people. He's got people. <laughs> Not enough, apparently. He's got people. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. The thrill of victory. Ask not what your country can do for you. And the agony of defeat. God bless you, Dr. Peeper. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. Yeah, I forgot to mention I saw a documentary on Eric Clapton. More on that later. <laughs> boy, oh boy. He's... You're talking about a rough couple of years. Let's hear what's in Jack's audio file. Jim, we have some broadcasters going through a rough period themselves. Uh, One of them is a sports commentator at the same radio station in Boston where, remember the uh, the one guy got suspended for calling Tom Brady's five-year-old daughter an annoying pissant? Yeah, pissant, yeah. (laughs) After seeing some of that Facebook Live documentary stuff. I mean, kids can be, but in that, yeah. she wasn't being a pissant. Right. Um, however, same station, yeah. different show. Uh-oh. The host did something that is not too dissimilar from stuff that we used to do. What? However, he was impersonating Tom. Uh, uh, again, it's about Tom Brady. <laughs> you deal with Tom Brady, you're going to lose someone on your radio show. Mm-hmm. Uh, his agent. Uh-oh. Um, is Asian, Don Yee. Uh-oh. And so the, the host was doing an Asian accent. Stop it. Calling in as Don Yee. Mm-hmm. Suspended him for five days. That's never going to be good. Apologized for what he th- was a horrible attempt at humor, this and that. And so I guess we've... Yeah. I, you do Asian accents like you do British accents. What's the difference? Is it when you narrow it down and, and to one person? Well, when you get down to a, you know, a buck-tooth stereotype that you would see on a... A poster for recruiting soldiers in World War II. You right. know what I mean, right? Oh, you know, or one of the old Bugs Bunny cartoons during World War II. You, you mm-hmm. know, or more team Mister Cartwright, but he was Chinese. Yeah. Well, we do it too. We do it here. Yeah. You just did it. Yeah, rots are rough. I know. We do it all yeah. the time. Most says Oriental every day. Oh no, I don't need more. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, or, uh-huh. you know, take that tojo and. Oh, uh-huh. see, there's that. Mm-hmm. Maybe well, we... I'm not going to apologize for that. Yeah. I'm not going to apologize <laughs> for go. you know Ed McMahon shooting down uh, Jap zeros in World uh-huh. War II, which he didn't do. He was in the Korean War, but be yeah, that as it may. Oh, rats! I guess because they they single singled out a person, <laughs> yeah. and and it just happened to be Tom Brady's agent. And they've already um, they already have a strained relationship you know, yeah. with the quarterback at that radio station, and now again. Anyway, that's not the only thing that can get you in trouble when you're broadcasting. Sometimes you don't even hear the slight when it happens. Uh And now representing Japan, a country which occupied Korea from 1910 to 1945. But every Korean will tell you that Japan as a cultural and technological and economic example has been so important to their own transformation. Wrong. Uh, Nope. Wrong. (laughs) Uh, That would be nope. (laughs) That is wrong. Oh, no. Whoops. So uh, he was trying. Mo, you saw the opening ceremony. Oh, I sure did. And that was the third member of the crew. Yeah, Mike Tarico, Katie Couric. Yeah. And they and they brought and in NBC analyst, yeah. uh, uh, Asian sports analyst Joshua Cooper Ramo. Um, but those comments uh, got him suspect, or he's no longer on Olympic coverage. 
for NBC. South Koreans have not had to look to Japan for anything. Generally speaking, uh, I don't think South Koreans have a lot of love for for the Japanese, especially how the Japanese treated them during the uh, during the occupation uh-huh. and the Second World War. Yeah. So after those comments, they uh, I guess they got enough blowback. Where they got the boot. Yep. NBC released an apology on Sunday and excused him from the rest of the game. Sounded like he was reading from a script. It's like when it's a parade, uh, when when they do the Rose Parade or when they do the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Those anchors in the booth have cards, and they do have a script. As things are coming down, they talk about the school. They talk about the, you know, this is the orange juice people, and they talk about whatever it is. This is what they do with this opening ceremonies. They have a script. I don't know who wrote it. It didn't sound extempor- Orange juice people, of course, uh, who were occupied by the grapefruit people from 1935 <laughs> yeah, right. to 1945. <laughs> look, for, look uh, to the grapefruit people for many of the technological achievements they've yeah, Achieved no. in processing. Uh-uh. So, uh, and now no. representing Japan, a country which occupied Korea from 1910 to 1945. But every Korean will tell you that Japan as a cultural and technological and economic example has been so important to their own transformation. Uh, that's a script. That's a, uh, he's reading that right one. off the paper. Well, well maybe he wrote it himself. I would mm-hmm. guess. <laughs> no, they have, they have teams of people to put that together. I don't know if the Japanese ever apologized for the comfort women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundreds of thousands of uh, of Korean women who were enslaved and thrown into you know, prostitution. Mm-hmm. Not good. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you yeah. sound so harsh there. No. Am I going to feel bad no. watching some old documentary films of you know a Mustang chasing a Jap Zero and shooting it out of the sky? I don't think so. Mm-mm. So let's get on to the bright spot of the game, the 17 days where the world comes together in peace and sport. Got that right. Yeah, yeah, peace and sport. And so it is a chance for all these nations to to put aside their differences and compete. And it was the competition of snowboarding where um, the USA got its first gold with a 17-year-old kid snowboarder. He was in last place going into the final heat. They just take the best heat when you get to that final round, and he nailed it. And I mean, seventeen years old. I think nobody was more surprised than that kid. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Like the hair. His reaction has been a meme, and it's a you know, and a gif, and all of that modern day stuff. Is it gif or gif? I go gif. I go gif. Hard G on that. Gif. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm gone. But here he is. Here he is talking about uh, the Olympics that he. You know, never even didn't care about. Care about. <laughs> he was a next games kid. You're a young guy uh-huh. who said, you know, I don't really follow the Olympics. I'm more of an X Games guy. Your dad said you weren't yeah. that into the Olympics. Do you get now how big a deal it is to win a gold medal at the Olympics? Oh yeah, I soon, uh, I soon got right after I got on the podium <laughs> up at the mountain. I've been taken into all these interviews, and I think I'm now realizing how big the Olympics actually is. Seventeen. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, last time it was around, he was thirteen. You know, he, he, yeah. Think about it. You know, he doesn't. It, it's not his fault. Doesn't right. compute. No, it does not. Yeah. Oh, and nine when Sean White was first when they first introduced yeah, snowboarding. Right, right. <laughs> you ever right. see the video of uh, Pinkman snowboarding or learning, trying to learn how to snowboard? Mm-mm. No, is it posted on our Pretty website? Good. Yes, it, it is. Be. Any desire I would have to try to learn how to snowboard? Snowboard went out the window as soon as I saw that. <laughs> Oh, boy. Hmm. A young man's game? 
they ought to have a private area where you can go, where people aren't skiing and snowboarding by you. You know what I'm... Agreed. Just a fenced-off place where, okay, we're going to put you in here. Guess what? You're going to fall down a whole bunch of times. I but think nobody's going to see you except there's, me. There's a private area, right? You hurt your private area if you're not careful. I think you could totally, you know, that could really... I think skiing or snowboarding either any or. Any of it. You ring your... Uh, yeah, Tobogganing. Tobogganing? Yeah, to, but you can like, really get yeah. hurt. Like luge? You have no control over a toboggan. Oh, yeah, you get some torsion going on. Oh, buddy. I don't know. Hey, you go down, speeding down a hill and toboggan, and you see a tree coming. Is there any you way you can over. control the luge or the skeleton? There's brakes, right? One of One's on yes, the brake and one's on the like the blades? or The blades. You control the, the blades. The steering wheel a little? I think if that's you your pray, steering. that oh, might work. <laughs> because somebody said, how is that a sport? Oh, what? Good. Hello. No, we passed the time that you're allowed to talk. Oh, That's why the, oh. the alarm came on. No, it's a sport. Why wouldn't it be a sport? <laughs> well, what are you doing? I mean, you're just, it's gravity. Yeah, but you're controlling and it. You, if you just get you. on it and you don't control the blade, you're going to go, go flying it's, off into. It's a tube. Boom. You're like. You're being sold. And you, know, you just. <laughs> oh, you're you'd fly. Yeah, or you tumble. Yeah, you got to control it. Do you? Otherwise, anybody could do it. Well, yeah, okay. They yeah. have the two man, they have the four man, whatever it is. It's like that to me looks like bobsled. Th- that's another one. It's like no, it's the going runners down in the front. Tube. The runners in front, they they can they can move them. The only athletic part is them running and then jumping into it. No, there's the guy in front steers, and the guy in back brakes. What does he do? It's just weight. It helps to push, and then it's weight. So the back guy doesn't do anything. It's called gravity. That's what. That's not a sport. Gravity. That's exactly right. No, that's part. That's part of it. It's gravity that takes that damn thing down the hill. Okay, dropping a rock, bunk. Jack, what else you got? Sorry, uh, yeah. I'll continue. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, with the Olympics, uh, let's see what was uh, pretty neat was the luge. Never before has the U.S. medaled in luge twice. We received fourth place. Oh, and then it was U.S. luger Chris. Mad sir, you have to put together four runs without screwing it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, four runs. Four runs. Turn nine. That was a tough one for many of them. And uh, Felix Locke is the German who won the previous two gold medals, and he was in position to win the his third consecutive gold medal. But what was good for Team USA is it looked like if you know Felix Locke did come through and win the gold, at least Team USA and, and Chris Matzer would get the bronze medal. No Olympic loser in any division has ever won four gold. What a huge mistake in the 12! Unbelievable! He hasn't made an error all week. Felix Locke in the run when he needs to is in danger of losing this. He's gone into the red! And he's lost that momentum coming up this steep finish curve. Can David Fleischer get gold? So the odds-on favorite, Felix Locke, who expected to win his fourth gold medal in this event, does not even medal based on his one bad run. But And so instead of a a bronze, Team USA and Chris Matzer earns a silver medal, putting together four sweet luge runs. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that's... That's that's pretty intense. That oh, ride. Yeah, yeah. They they had one with the the camera on the luge itself, and there, there's not a lot of room for error. Like none. You <laughs> see the gloves that they use to start off. Mm-mm. They got little spikes in the fingers. Oh, so what yeah, I was wondering to, about that. 
So when they have their hands, right. they're just pushing. using their hands. They're grabbing the ice and pushing back. Yeah. And if if the the close up on his fingers, there's spikes that come out of the the cool. little ends of your fingers there to grab the ice there. Uh, another interesting, uh, the guy grabbing, he, he's making the Olympics his own, and that is Adam Rippon. He is the male figure skater, uh, one of the two openly gay athletes competing. Uh, I know leading up to the Olympics, he was having a Twitter uh, back and forth with the uh, the white uh, or vice the vice president, president yeah. and uh, his, his Twitter address. However, he is trying to focus on the games now, turned in an outstanding performance in the team medal match where Team USA got the bronze medal for team ice skating. It's only the second Olympics where they had this combined team effort in figure skating. Um, and here he is. He's Every time they put a mic on him, he's always got something interesting to say. You know, I want to represent my country to the best of my abilities. Um, I want to make Reese Witherspoon proud. <laughs> I think you did today. <laughs> well, I hope I did. He, uh, when uh, Mike Tirico asked him, he goes, you get nervous? What what happens when you come out on the ice, you see the Olympic rings? He's like, yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh, that means sorry. Yeah. He goes, well, I just wanted to throw up and then skate over to the judges paddle and get you know, a Xanax and a drink. You know? <laughs> it's not, He's honest. It's, yeah. yeah. It's not what you normally hear from Olympic athletes, but it's kind of refreshing. He's 28 years old and he still has his individual competitions ahead. So that should be a lot of fun. Speaking of uh, 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 figure skating, it was the commenters, and it's Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir. They're a hoot. They are a hoot. They they actually have done uh, stuff for NBC, and I know they had their own reality stuff they've been doing, but they've been made the, the primary ice skating commentators, yeah. and here they are on uh, uh, during Mariah Nagasu's uh, skate last night when she becomes the first U.S. woman to land a triple axle at the Olympics. So as she's skating into it now, she has to keep the speed. She can't second guess. She has to go right up into it. Yeah! Oh! Wow! Holy cow! Just the third lady to land it at the Olympics. Midori Ito, Malasada, and now Marai Nagasu. Marai Nagasu. So there you go. They were pretty excited for their fellow American uh, doing so well. And again, as I mentioned, in the team figure skating, U.S. finishes with the bronze. It was the uh, Canadians getting the gold and the Olympic athletes of Russia getting the silver. That's weird, too. Yeah. Or? Or? It's O-A-R. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. it's the Olympic flag they, they compete under, and if they do uh, go, win a gold... A gold you will hear the Olympic, the Olympic uh, right. anthem as opposed to anything else. Jim, have you seen any of the curling? No. Yes. Uh, mixed doubles curling is on tonight. It's the bronze medal match on NBC Sports Network, but there's been a lot, and they had couples curling as well. Even, curling. There's a married couple curling. What's pretty much one of the big mistakes After you an can hour, make? I'm sitting as, what am I watching this for? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, what, I mean, this is, It you draws know, you in. It draws you in. Yeah, but it's not anything that I'm enthused about. It's like, and I'm going... Why did I just spend an hour of my time watching this? Jim, later this month, they're doing it Saturday afternoon next door. We've been invited to go. Sorry. In the afternoon. Number one, I can't bend down like that anymore. Number two, it's just a little bit too, uh, it's it's just a tad bit uh, too boring for me. Oh, I think if you did, you competed. I think it would be a different totally. story. Yep. It would be a different story. I'd destroy people. I'd well, be so damn good. What would be, if you were throwing the stones, 
what would be a mistake that you would not want to make? Well, a mistake I wouldn't want to make, of course, is going over that line, you know, where you have that, oh, you that's know. True. And, or another mistake, if you had the yellow stones. Yeah, if I had the yellow stones, of course, then I wouldn't want the stone to be positioned in that, in that area. You wouldn't want to throw the wrong color. What? <laughs> Caitlin accidentally throwing the wrong color of stone. Too much room. What the? And that's not a penalty. That's not a penalty. This often happens in curling, even at the curling clubs where a player will throw the wrong stone. She oh. should have thrown red, but she threw yellow. Oh, you got that right. Oh, it's yeah. not even a penalty. Oh, boy. You throw the wrong color stone, it's not even a penalty. Oh, what yeah. do you know, think you can't, you know, once those things are there, you can't move them stones until the referee comes along and says, you can move, don't touch somebody's stones, you know oh, what I mean? You know, she hey, keep really... your hand off my stones. Oh, <laughs> Sounds wrong. I don't know why. For Tim Horton's sake, geez. I tell My you. God Almighty. Take it easy Both there. Sheesh. Jim, plenty more with the Olympics tonight. And what's great, and Jim, you mentioned you don't like watching recorded sports. Well, because South Korea is 14 hours ahead at mm-hmm. 8 p.m. Uh, during the primetime coverage on NBC, they are showing live sporting events. Yeah. It just happens to be. 10 a.m. the next day. Saw that cross-country race where the Norwegian, right at the beginning, fell down. Oh, my oh, God. Norwegian, right? And yep. came back to win it. They call it the miracle on snow. Jeez, man. And he won it by, you know, it, hyperbole, a mile. You you wonder, if he didn't fall down, would he have won it by that much? Jeez, man. You know, alive. was there something in falling down that the adrenaline, the drive, the motivation, where he came back yeah. and passed, I don't know, was it 70 skiers or so? That was just phenomenal. That was some of the biathlon. I like that. Now, tonight, they say men's alpine skiing, but I believe weather ha- is delaying uh, some windy of that. Windy too windy. Yeah, women's Downhill, snowboarding, baby. the half pipe. That's me. Oh. Women's snowboarding, half pipe? No. Down Can you do that? Well, I like I the half, do it all. half pipe snowboarding. That's always fun to watch. Women's speed skating as well. And uh, over on the Sports Network, the ice hockey game of the day. Me. And men's snowboarding qualifying. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. And mixed Damn. doubles curling, Jim. I like that snowboarding when they're racing, when they have four of them or six of them yes. racing. I yeah. like that a lot, That's too. Fun. Yeah. That'll be coming up. Anyway, and well, So if you could choose any winter Olympic sport where you could say, I want to excel in this, what would it be? I mean, so you're 10 years old. I'm going to the Olympics. You're going to excel in what sport? I think... No. See, what's cool about skiing, not that I think it looks like the most fun, I think it's you could get... Lifelong enjoyment out of that sport. Oh, I don't think so. You don't skiing? think so? It's skiing? Oh, no. Yeah. Your knees are good. No. Mm-mm. Not moguls. No, it's just skiing. No, just, yeah. it's just a skiing. lot of downhill. Nope. You're, that's, not a, that's not a lifelong sport. I don't think that's a lifelong sport at all. Oh, I think because it could be I a lifelong that sport. Way too much. You know, you're what not going to the older you get, you just Maybe. don't. You know, you're not on the you know the on black the quadruple diamond yeah. anymore. You got to dial that back. Just like in tennis. I mean, you're not going to get out there when you're 70 years old and play tennis like you like you played when you were 25. Mm. Jim, let's close it out with the North Korea's cheering squad. <laughs> Frankish communist perfection. It's a North Korean cheering squad. As they cheer on their hockey team, they got clobbered. But North Korea, South Korea coming together in sport. And that's your audio file for today. What do you think about uh, you know the, the sisters sitting there? Oh. 
the ice I don't princess. Know. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a. But gears are turning there. I don't know, but There's I don't trust going her. Going on, I don't trust her either. <laughs> she looked pleasant enough. No, 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 no. That's what they want you to she say. Exactly. Dast- I, you think uh, uh, she looked uh, dastardly? Another yes. North Korean trick. It's the Phillips file on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Two Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un impersonators were kicked out of the Winter Olympics opening ceremony. How rude. They were just trying to inspire unity. Next, the internet has discovered Team USA's Olympic uniforms gloves look like gloves worn by Lloyd Christmas in Dumb and Dumber. Do you want to be laughed at worldwide? That's how you get laughed at worldwide. Austria. Well good day mate. Finally, Arizona may soon accept Bitcoin for tax payments. Big Daddy is going to get to mining to pay for his property taxes for his vacation home in the desert. Headlines were brought to you by Filutowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. End transmission. At Real Radio 1041 on Twitter, brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting seacoastbank.com. Better by all accounts since 1926. Member FDIC. From. You are listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio. Real Radio! 104.1 Phillips File for a Monday. Get around up closest to the pin next hour. Stephen Kramer's coming in later. Donald Trump, the president, will visit Orlando on Friday on his way to Mar-a-Lago. He's coming in and tout this uh, new uh, infrastructure plan he has. Uh-huh. Do we know a time? I don't know. Because you want to uh, plan your travel accordingly to stay away <laughs> yeah, from that. the area. Exactly. And it's any time when the campaign... It's even worse when they're campaigning and how important this area is to presidential True. campaigns because then the candidates come in, the VP candidates, yeah. and it's just more traffic snarl. Let's see. What else do we have going on? Snafu. Yeah, I saw this documentary about Eric Clapton. I think it's called Clapton and 12 Bars. And it doesn't mean it's 12 you know, lounges. I mean, it's 12 bars, like measures in a song. Right. He was messed up. What do you mean by that? He was really messed up. Well, he had a... Drug problem, drug problem, and Definitely. then out. Then, then he got off the drugs and went uh, went uh, full bore alcoholic. I mean, really screwed up for a number of years. Then he was just a hermit for. A, I didn't know that he was just at his home in in England and just holed up there for I think two or three years without seeing anybody, really? didn't want anything to do with anybody, and finally, uh, finally kicked it. But whoa, there's one scene where he's uh, he's doing cocaine. Yeah, he's got a looks like a. A Bowie knife, a big hunting knife, and he's just digging into this pile of cocaine and stuff. Oh my god! Yeah, man, alive. And he says, he says, uh, uh, he says, uh, listening to his his old albums. I think he says something to the effect: half the albums he ever recorded, he was drunk. Uh, and he said, I sorry. he said, I can tell. I mean, we can't tell, but he said, yeah, you can tell. I now can that tell. he looks back at it, or yeah, when he listens tell to when it, I again. was drunk when I was playing. Does he remember recording them? I don't know. Because I know Stephen King has admitted he's written some books that he has no recollection of writing. I wouldn't doubt it. Because he was drunk, too? Drunk, cocaine. 
A lot of his best works came out of his benders, he says. Yeah, I think maybe sometimes that cocaine, you're just like, what? What What was it? <laughs> yeah, we had to pull you out from underneath the car. You're out there, you know, just passed out, you know. <laughs> what Pork chop in your mouth, pair of underwear on your head. No. We don't know what you were thinking. Nothing like a good party. Yeah. Well, <laughs> had to drain the hot tub because of you. Damn it. What I do, yeah, we can't talk about it. it all started at last year's. Yeah, Halloween but Clapton, party. he's he Clapton, he's all clean and yeah, sold off a lot of his guitars for charity. Oh, now he's a good guy, huh? Yeah, well, I don't think he was ever a bad guy. Well, he yeah. of course stole George Harrison's wife. What? Yeah. Oh, is that true? Or is that a that's a urban myth? No, Patty Boyd. Ever hear the, the song Layla? Yes. It's all about that. Come on, Mo. Get her, with it. Her name's Patty. I didn't know. How would I know that? She Got didn't it. buy cocaine. Either. Layla was a uh, book in, in, in uh, 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 I think, a short story in, in Indian. Mm-hmm. And about an Indian, not American Indian, but an Indian Indian prince, uh, prince and princess and this, that, and love lost and yeah. pursued this uh, this princess forever and, and, and never succeeded and was just heartbroken for the rest of his life. So, essentially, that's what it comes down to. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Quite a shy boy. Bet he yeah, was. because you know they said uh, that's your sister, and then the sister went and uh, went to the states across the pond, right? Yeah. It wasn't. It was really his mum. It was really yes. Oh, Pro- said your sister, and then when he got to a certain age, so well, that wasn't your sister. That was that's your mum. Proper mental, she you was. You know, and then then the mum came back and wouldn't have anything to do with him. What? Yeah. That's Tell me that wouldn't screw you. That's up. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather, <laughs> and then uh, you know she's got a couple of <laughs> she's got a couple of kids. Who's she? The, the mom. Oh, sign here. <laughs> and uh, and Eric Clapton turns to one of her kids, a son, the son, and said, yeah. "Are you my brother?" And uh, and she pipes up. The mom says, "No, he's your uncle." No, says he's not your brother. That's cold. Wait a cold, 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 cold. Who wouldn't be doing cocaine after that? Because he was only nine years old at the time. But you well, know how that builds up. I do. Goes on to write a hit, cocaine. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Clapton is God. Anyway. It wasn't that good. I was going to ask. So what it was, you it, the documentary? it, was, it wasn't. It, it, it really, it, it was. I didn't think it was all that. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you. I'd see the post again before I. And you didn't care for that. No, I said I liked you it. You didn't I care did. for it. Just say it no, straight I liked up. It. You didn't care for it. No, I said I liked it. It's I said, okay. Okay is not care for it. I didn't say okay. I said I liked it. But it was no all your president's men or whatever. It wasn't spotlight. All the it's kings. a Spielberg oh, take. It's a Spielberg take on on what on what happened. So what does that mean? What is Spielberg, Spielberg to me has yeah. a certain imprint on his films mm-hmm. that I think you can pick up. Okay. That's all. It's, it's the way the scenes are set up. It's certain dialogue. It's just uh, it just has a you know the way that he puts together a narrative of a particular story. And it, it, to me, it's you know, it's it's Spielberg. There's nothing wrong with it. I just didn't think it was a great film. I thought it, I thought it was good. I just didn't think it was great. Except Daniel Ellsberg, <clears throat> who was the one who released the stole the Pentagon Papers and released them to the New York Times and the Washington yes. Post. Yes, yes, yes. 
who was a essentially wrote up the nation's uh, plans for attacking with nuclear weapons when he worked for the Rand Corporation. He says we're this far away from a from a nuclear war. Aye, aye, aye. He says it it to him that it's only it's only a matter of of time, hmm. either through a mistake or through planned action. But on that high note, thank you. It's the Phillips file on Real Radio. No, it's true. I mean, he's, uh-huh. he's the Daniel Ellsberg, the one who stole the Pentagon Papers, was an analyst for the Rand Corporation and had the task under, I think, the Kennedy administration mm-hmm. and maybe the Eisenhower administration to be in charge of coming up with the plans. Here's what the United States, how the United States would engage in a nuclear attack against uh, against an enemy. And he just says, mm, the clock. and said, you wouldn't, you would be, you would be frightened to death if you knew how close we have on many occasions oh. into making a mistake. And in one case, it was, uh, uh, an attack was ordered and it had not been for, I think, a, 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 a non, uh, for an enlisted man to come along and yeah. notify the commander in charge that in fact something was wrong with whatever was going on. It would have been all over. Mm. So it's, it's as, Simple and as scary as that. That's Daniel Ellsberg. That's not me. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Your chance to win a trip for two to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards is just a few minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From... People in the White House do not have a security clearance. I mean, that's a legitimate question. These are people who are handling. They haven't been cleared by the FBI, yeah. and they're handling uh, very. Uh, they're handling classified uh, documents. That was one of the problems with this goofball who, uh, you know, slugged his wife. Well, he's a good guy. We wish him well. That's what the president said. We wish him well in his future. He's going to be. He's a successful guy. We love the work well, I say he did anything. here. You don't, Mr. President, you don't have to say anything. He pats every man on the back. You say, I have no comment. I have no comment about this. Yeah. You know, but if you can open your trap. He did. Well, he can. He can't say anything about uh, about uh, women yeah, who have been abused right. because that opens the door. Well, Mr. President, what now that you've opened that door, what about right. the uh, more than a dozen women who have accused you of uh, of abuse? Oh, the they're best thing, liars. I don't know why that whole picks, who's I be- truly believe, way out of her element. She's the communications director. What was she, a fashion she blogger 14? or something? Yeah. No, she uh, she, she was, was a, a fashion blogger, I think. She was a fashion. She worked for Ivanka, but her father is a big, gigantic, big wig in the PR industry. I mean, she comes from okay. she comes from a background of all that. Oh. <clears throat> but I think you know when you have a thirty-two-year-old you know running your uh, communications department, maybe you want somebody she... with a little bit more experience. But be that as it may, I'd, I'd bet a dollar she's not even thirty. No. 
No. Oh, you want to bet a dollar? Don't shake. I bet you just said I'll bet a dollar. Come on, Mo. Come on, you want to bet a dollar? I don't even think she's thirty. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think she's thirty. I don't think I'm willing to pay a dollar. All right, a dollar. You can okay, afford that. One dollar. A dollar. Okay. Somebody, I'll look it up. I'm looking it up right no, now. No, don't you, you don't look, look it up. up. You don't. Somebody else will oh, look it research. up. Oh, research. When he looks it up, it's fine. How old is she? What? Oh. I look stuff up all the time. Yeah. How old is Opix? I thought she was 32. Oh, man. That's was 29. Oh, man. 29. Is she tw- <laughs> I'll pay a dollar. October 21st. Well, that even, that, I, strengthened my, I strengthened my argument then. Even younger. You got a 29-year-old She's running your communications department in the White House? Mm-hmm. Plus, she's dating the guy. And she was dating Lewandowski, and she's in- really? unqualified. Yeah. Yeah, she dated Lewandowski. And she's dating this uh, mm. Porter character. Mm. There you go. Thank you, sir. So, anyway, where was I but going with that? Jim, on October 21st, she'll be 30. You get ah! her back? Oh, no. If no, you, you if, don't get if ah! Talk her into a bat after. Huh? So, we're in this big, long story about Jimmy Buffett today. Oh, you have it out. For Pretty good. Time. He doesn't. There's some photographs in in here. He doesn't. He's not looking so hot. Tell me, does that look like Jimmy Buffett to you? Not him. That's, no, I know uh, that's Jasper Johns. Okay. That on the bottom. Now it's not a terribly great photograph, but look at him in that oversized Adirondack chair. Kind of dark in here. So Jimmy Buffett goes to a Springsteen, the Springsteen uh, Broadway uh, thing. Yes. Where Springsteen is up there, you know, strumming his guitar and telling no. stories and singing some songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Springsteen tells Buffett, at least according to this report, you know. I don't understand. You say, He tells him, during the show? After the show, I oh, think. Okay. Yeah, well, they, oh, they probably say, hey, show. Jimmy, come on, you know, come back to the dressing room, come up on stuff. I don't know. But he says, uh, he said, I don't even know how Buffett uh, got into the conversation. Maybe Buffett said, look, you know, I spent uh, you know a year in Key West, and I'm worth $550 million, meaning that really uh, I'm worth $100 million more than you, just saying, uh, Bruce. <laughs> right. And Bruce says, hey, I get it, you know, mm-hmm. one year in Key West and uh, stepping on a, a, a hop top and, uh, you know, yeah. cheeseburger in paradise, but right. uh, not for nothing. I've never been in a factory. Oh, in here I he just, looks like him. Huh? In here, the picture from 30-plus years ago. I'm not looks, looking at that photo. Look I'm at the just, other one where he's no, signing the... No, it looks the, nothing like that. No. No. Mm-mm. It so, looks like Eddie ought to, ought to be driving a Cadillac in Miami Beach. Oh, the f- fact that Bruce Springsteen has never been in, admits he's never been in a factory, troubles you? you yes, yes, it does to a certain okay. degree. A man who speaks about uh, factories closing down and coal mines closing down and towns being decimated by economic collapse and on and on. I, but I'm just he a witnessed little bit... all that, and his father worked in the factory, and he saw what it did to him. I just find it surprising that he's never been in the factory. That's all. I find it surprising you didn't read the book. You left it on your desk and I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested was in reading read. 600, 600 pages about Bruce it's Springsteen. Not, it wasn't 600. And I'd never read it now, now that I know he's <laughs> never been in a factory. I wouldn't touch that book. Oh, here we go. I'm talking, I'm singing about the working man and the closing factories. You want Everybody's out of a job and the town's closing down and nobody knows what to do. And I was at no one. I will never go in a factory. Another often topic of uh, a Springsteen song is, is hot rods and cars and He couldn't drive a stick for the longest time and didn't have a license. Oh, Oh my God. Now you're ruining it for me. (laughs) Golly. That's a joke, right? Your joke? No, for a while. He just made that up. For a while. He had to learn. He he didn't, because 
he was out on the streets. I mean, he grew up on the streets. But he's never been in a factory. That's right. he born to run? He's not driving. Whoever is well, born to then, run. By 75. Born to by run. 75 he did. Yeah. All right. Well, thank God. Like because 60, if you're born yeah. to run and you're trying to get the hell out of town with Wendy, yeah. you're not driving an automatic. No, 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 no. Are you? No. It was the late sixties when he had the the, the Castiles and you know bing bing bing. Yep. Sorry. I had too many bings. Come on, Wendy. We're gonna drive to a factory. I've never uh, been in a factory. Uh, okay. <laughs> I just and, and maybe and she just knows kinda, how to get to a factory. I don't know. You just know. have you just have an image of somebody. So well, you know, he's speaking from his you know experience. You know, maybe worked the assembly line for a while and. You know, knows what it's like to that blue collar. I understand his he, background of his family and his father and all that kind of stuff and his depression and this and that, whatever. I just find it a little bit of even I've been in a factory. Born in the USA, Vietnam protest song. He never served in Vietnam. Oh, did he protest? No, he actually he failed his draft examination. Yeah, but yeah, but did he ever protest the war? I mean, if you're against the war, yeah, at yeah, least yeah. you have at least you have some kind of connection, I suppose. All right, my father worked in a factory, so I can I can sing about factories and towns closing down. Then sing about that three million dollar home he has in Wellington, but that's okay. Mm. Buffett's got like six homes, at least. Well, it sounds like you re- resent people that make it big, whether it's Buffett or Springsteen or this one or yeah. that. Yeah, jelly much. Oh, he said you're jelly. No, 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 Are jelly. you jelly? I'm, no, I'm, no I, I, I take nothing away from a person's success. Okay. But the fact of the matter is, it's two different worlds, and to a certain degree, you're still operating and making a buck over the, off the old world that you created. Jimmy Buffett has nothing, nothing connected to what he created. He created a business. It's his business, and he's been very successful with that business and marketing that brand. I mean, I understand that. I mean, he, he, you know, he, he's a smart individual. He's a businessman. He's singing his songs about Key West mm-hmm. and about the Keys. And then he's looking out of the crowd, and some people have feathers on their head, like a parrot or whatever. And yes. he goes, oh, well, I can c- control the feathers, and I can co- control the manufacturing of the feathers, and I can control the selling of the feathers and all that stuff. So he's got, he, he works off that ideal. He, he works off that, off that brand. I get that. As long as you realize that he has no connection to that whatsoever anymore. I mean, these parrot heads, I think they still believe he lives on, that Jimmy Buffett lives on a damn houseboat in Key West. Where does he live? Palm Beach? Ah, Palm Beach. Lives next door to Rush Limbaugh. (laughs) I don't don't begrudge him that. I'm not begrudging him anything. He still got kicked out of a Miami Heat game. I'm not begrudging him. I'm just telling you that's the, you know, that's the, you know, there's a world of difference. You know, he's yeah. selling a brand that he created. And the Rolling Stones are rich, too, right, and Jack, they're still it's okay. performing. It's all right, man. It's See, okay. You, know if you, you don't have to get Bruce, so defensive get, yeah. because, you know, you love his music. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Want to play a game? Call now for Closest to the Pin, 407-916-1041. From... And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. 
That's right. You've got that right. The game is closest to the pin. Let's go while we're young. And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips. Here we go. Regular round of closest to the pin. I'm playing against Scott, and Rob is the backup. I'll head to the soundproof booth, Mr. Pinkman. What is the prize? A pair of tickets to the Power Shares QQQ Triple Q 300 on Saturday, February 17th. That's this Saturday at Daytona yep. International Speedway. Speed Week's 2018 kicks off the NASCAR seasons with seven races spread over nine action packed days. You can get your seats today at Daytona International Speedway.com or call 1 800 Pit Shop. Thank you very much. It is Speed Weeks at Daytona, the Daytona 500 this Sunday. Triple Q happening on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we welcome Scott to the program for his shot at the prize. Hello, Scott. Hey, Farrell. We have a category submitted by Brad, co-producer for All Gaming, ready for a pin speed round. Uh, in reference to Speed Weeks featuring the Daytona 500, guess the Guinness World Record speeds... Of these various items to the nearest miles per hour, okay? Oh. All right. All your answers are in MPH. You try and get uh, closest. Are you ready to go, sir? Ready to go. And we'll begin in three, two, one. In 2009, Usain Bolt won the World Championships 100 meters in 9.58 seconds in Berlin. What was his top speed? 27 miles an hour. The cheetah is the fastest land animal over short distances. How fast can they run? 65. Researchers tracked a gray-headed albatross for eight hours and deemed it had the fastest mean speed for a bird in level flight. How fast was it? 15 miles an hour. Hey, Ace, Australian Samuel Groth holds the record for his serve during an ATP Challenger event in Busan, South Korea. How fast was that bullet? 1,400 miles an hour. Powered by two Rolls-Royce jet engines, Andy Green set the land speed record for a car aboard the Thrust SSC in Nevada, Black Rock Desert. How fast was that? 845. Time. Wow. Good on most, but not all. Oh, yeah. Because I think it was a little confusing. Yeah, yeah it so does. Because it never mentioned time. I know. Okay. You got to do it the same way, though. Yeah, I do. I do. But I do have Scott's time recorded. Moira has his answers yes, recorded. Yes, I wrote them down. Mr. Yeah. Pinkman has the prize ready to hand out I to either it. the player or the backup. It all depends on what Jim Phillips does here as he gets ready for a new week of closest to the pin. Jim, you're playing against Scott. It's a category submitted by Brad, ready for a pin speed round. In okay. reference to Speed Weeks featuring the Daytona 500, and we have tickets to the Triple Q. Power Shares Triple Q this Saturday. So a lot of racing happening over in Daytona Beach. All right. You have to guess the Guinness World Record speeds of these various items to the nearest mile per hour. Oof. Okay? Okay. I'll get Your answer is always going to be an MPH. Ready to go? Mm-hmm. Reset the clock for you and we'll get in <clears> three, <throat> two, one. In 2009, Usain Bolt won the World Championships 100 meters in 9.58 seconds in Berlin. What was his top speed? 38 miles per hour. The cheetah is the fastest land animal over short distances. 65 How- miles per hour. Researchers tracked a gray-headed albatross for eight hours and deemed it had the fastest mean speed for a bird in level flight. How fast was that? 50 miles an hour. Hey, Ace, 
Australian Samuel Groth holds the record for his serve during an ATP Challenger event in Busan, South Korea. How fast was that bullet? 110. Powered by two Rolls-Royce jet engines, Andy Green set the land speed record for a car aboard the Thrust SSC in Nevada's Black Rock Desert. How fast was that? 525. Time. Okay. Ooh. Okay. What do you think? Well, good on time, but Jim, I'm going to add five seconds of your time. It's a new thing we're doing this week. Ooh. Handicap. handicap. Five-second handicap. It's and always I, been like that. Five seconds added to your time. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about, Mo? Mm-hmm. This is brand new. Handicap. Exciting five news second handicap. Five seconds. So let's see how you score. See if it even gets to time. I know we had a, a game or two go to time last mm-hmm. week. Let's see how this week fares with the Monday edition, thanks to Brad. Come on, you. Usain Bolt. A lot of personality, a lot of speed, 100 mm-hmm. meters, 9.58 seconds. Yeah. I know at the time we were trying to convert it to miles per hour. We never could figure it out. We have an answer now. Oh, 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 here we go. Scott said. 27 miles an hour. Jim. 38. On the money. 27 miles an hour. Damn. Oh, he remembered yeah. that conversation. He I did. didn't remember. Yeah. Mm. Whoops. Okay. It's so okay, Pop. Two points for Scott. Yeah. How about the cheetah? A greyhound named Star Title was timed at 41 miles an hour, but the cheetah, fastest land animal over short distances, how fast can they run? Scott said. They both said 65. Damn it. Wow. Answer 62. Oh. They each get a point, but Scott leads three to one. Come on, Oh, Jimmy. boy. What, do we got three to go? Yes. Come on, Jimmy. And you're at the Albatross. The Peregrine Falcon reached an estimated terminal velocity of 186 miles per hour in a diving stoop but what i want to know is the gray-headed albatross oh yeah fastest mean oh, speed for a bird in level flight it's gray-headed, I gray-headed said, albatross i he, thought he said 50 but then I, you know i think i wrote 15 what did he say no he said did he say 50 i thought he said 50 okay then they both said 50 oh come on oh son of a gun <laughs> the answer 79 oh they both get, they a point. get a point it's four to two come on jim oh it's not come over. on baby oh, Hey, Ace. Ace. That's a clue. Yeah, the helpful Australian place. Samuel Groth holds a record for his serve during an ATP Challenger event. Mm. Jim, to you, what sport are we talking about? What are you talking about? Tennis. Tennis, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Thanks for telling him, Mo. He knew. I thought uh, it was tennis. South Korea. That's why I like Rod Laver. Because, well, Bro. then Brad, he, the question says, how fast was that bullet? And I believe... Scott heard bullet and yeah. was guessing the speed of a bullet. Because he said one, uh, 1,400 miles an hour. And Jim said? Uh, 110. 110, yeah. 164 miles per hour. Jim gets the point. It's 4 to 3. Come on, baby. Come Let's see where we go Come with on. this. I, I can get him on time. Powered by two Rolls-Royce jet engines. Come on, Jim. Andy Green set the land speed record for a car aboard the Thrust SSC in Nevada's Black Rock Desert. Mm-hmm. How fast was that? Scott said. 845 miles oh, an hour. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jim said. 525. Well, it's Mach 1.020, oh, oh, and that is 763 ah! miles per hour. Scott Scott's it. closer. Scott wins the game. Good job, Scott. Congratulations. You won closest to the pin. Remember, close only counts in. <laughs> what happened here? What? Closest <laughs> I don't know. What's going on? Something happened. It's okay. <laughs> digital. It's all digital now. You know. Yeah. We weren't ready for you to lose because we had this guy ready. Uh, I win. But we can't play that. Nope. Uh, I will tell you that you and Pinkman have the exact same record, 14 wins oh, and seven man. losses. Congratulations to both of you. Yeah. Thank you. Must be very proud. It's pretty impressive. 
I'm proud. Hey, you're doing a good job. Congratulations, by the way, if you're just joining us. Not, not congratulations to you, but to Pinkman. Got engaged this past week. Yeah. Wow. All right. Good for you. And seven. Did it the old-fashioned way? What does that mean? Yes. He yeah, got down on his knee. Oh, I see. Yeah. Have you talked to the? Uh, have you talked to the uh, to your uh, future bride's father? father? Yes. Before did you? Did you ask permission? No. Boo. Well, excuse me. You haven't listened to the show long Aren't enough. Aren't supposed to do and that? That's you. Yeah. You asked. It's wait a, a minute. It's a new age. You told your parents in advance. Yes. You told your roommate in advance. Yes. And didn't tell us. You didn't go to the. You didn't go to the dad and say, say "Here's what's doing here." I was trying. May to I have your permission? Was trying to surprise everybody involved. Success yeah. surprised us. Well, you he did. You still going to stop on by? It's like you know, I hey. got things kind of turned around a little bit. But do I have your permission? Well, now it's too little, too late. If he comes out, you know, with a shotgun. You might want to reconsider. Oh boy, uh, we all talked on the phone after. It was was like, everybody oh crying? God, so excited! Yeah, everyone oh. cried except me because I don't cry. Mm. My roommate cried. It was oh, real funny. It's kind of cute. Might cry at your wedding. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you no, see her walk down the cry. aisle, a lot of men cry. Yeah, I'm not a lot of men. I am me. Okay. Have yeah. you ever once seen me cry? All the times I've known you. Mm-mm. No, it's true. That's what I thought. I can make Jim you cry. Jim can make you cry. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Hey, hey you yeah. wanna? If you really want, if you hey, want me to make you cry, I can make you, you cry. Want that no, that's okay. It won't be easy. You're not. You, you're not easy. But, uh, yeah, I can get you we, to cry. We have a tainted and unclean. What? Why? What happened? You want to bring up the, your opponent here? Let's ask him a question. Who? Where? Scott? Yeah, bring up Scott, would you? Scott, what's going on? Hey, Scott. Not too much. I'm, I'm assuming that this is going to be over 50 and 15. Yeah, you know that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah, I was. See, I Come said, on, Scott, what'd you say? I said 15. Well, he still he wins, did say right? 15. Oh, no, Jack confirmed. He doesn't? That changes it. No, it does change Because it. you each got a point for that, right? Right. So now it's the score. Oh, then he loses one, then it's four. Oh, wait, if no, Jim got fine. that point? Oh, no, still, Jim, we already got that point. Right? You're fine. Jim got the point, so it's still four to three, so yeah. he still wins. That's He's what fine. I thought. You're okay, yeah, you're good. Hey, you're a you. big man. Thank if you I had for a second honesty, prize Scott. for you, I'd give it to you, but uh, yeah. I don't, so thank you. At least yeah. you were honest. That's Real cool. Mobile started lighting up. Uh, he said 15. He said 15. I even asked about it. Come on. Yeah, but we count on you to write down the right answer. Pinkman, you're going to have to back up Moira's work No, he was mumbling. Oh, man, now I have to write stuff, No, too. you don't have to write. She's very busy over there. He's still there. in a state of shock. I think Pinkman can't be counted on. I don't even know what's going on. No. What? I can't be counted on? No. Even on the flight back from New York, do you think, what did I do? Oh, boy. Did, did I do the right thing? Oh, God. Chained and bound. I'm going to be oh, chained my. and bound. Oh, no. My phone's been blowing up for what two are the, days. What are, the, what, are the, what are the odds that, you know, that this will be successful? You guys do it in the hotel room. Stop it! How dare you? That's that's too much information. A gentleman does not kiss and tell. With your fiance? (laughs) Oh, what were you talking about? His roommate? Oh God! You have to specify. That's That's right. Where was he sleeping? Exactly. Uh Don't worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check up the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Roughly 100 people gathered outside a closed Minneapolis Arby's after its huge neon sign was taken down. I mean, now that the Super Bowl is over they literally have nothing else to do there. Next, a professor has been fired after saying that Australia is not a country. Well I happen to know a radio host that would disagree with this gentleman. Crikey. Finally, 
Police in Wisconsin are now looking for a guy that walked into a church sat at the piano and lit a cigarette. He apparently stole a crucifix on his way out and used it to smash a cable news network sign. Are these people sure they didn't have a brush with Satan? Headlines were brought to you by the Phillips File Live blog. Go there to see Hanjin with the Shot Doctor episode 4 at realradio.fm. And transmission. You are listening to The Phillips File. Real Radio! 's too and, and I I do understand he comes from it he's seen it he, he, do you know how to his shift? experience it but uh it was just like what it was shocking I, that he'd never been to a factory somebody he comes from a factory class. background he comes from a working class background yeah. it was just it was just like wait he just just a little bit of the little bit of that Springsteen thing if you're Springsteen I'm and you got to go into factory <laughs> what does it just, mean to go into a factory? Uh, just experience it. I mean, just your if, you, if you're going to sing what? about, look, you can sing about things that were happening 40 years ago in your life. And I understand that. You saw the, the desperation of the working class and the, and the decimation of the unions and, and the trials and tribulations of, of blue collar working people. And, you know, you saw that in your own family. But. I don't think he's ever had a problem getting in touch with the working class as Moira claims he needs to. Well, if you haven't been in a factory, it's kind of hands-on. You might want to go to the factory now because you go in the factory, you're going to start singing songs about robots. (laughs) Where are the you? I don't know (laughs) what. It just but it's like saying you can't have an opinion on something unless you personally experience it. I don't believe that's the case. He does make it sound like he is, you know. Like mono mono with working class well, stiff. He writes in if he's writing in first person, he's writing a character. It does. Uh, you know, he, he makes. I it understand sound like the he's... experience that he, the man who he was, the young man or the boy he was thirty five years ago, mm-hmm. and writing off that. But the fact of the matter is, when when you read a statement like "I've never been in a factory," it takes to me it, it just takes a little bit off takes a little bit off the edge. That's all. Here's it takes a little bit off the edge. Number one, he's a multi zillionaire. Yeah, you know, he has no connection to factory. You know, you can yes, you can still sing about it. Yes, you well, can still be in touch uh, with what's going on in in what was your 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 former you know part in the world but he's not connected to that whatsoever anymore well here's another when you're on broadway and you're charging people a thousand dollars to sit and hear you sing i I can question whether how much of a connection you have to the working man he's never had a job other than playing music well that's fine that's a job that's most definitely a job 
But it's not a factory job. Well, mm-hmm. nobody. Now, see, I don't think that's where Jim's going. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but it's not that he doesn't have to be a factory guy, but to have never even set foot in a factory. I don't understand what that uh, setting foot in a factory. Does it have to be open? Does it have to? Uh, does, is it uh, a working factory? I mean, to, to witness something, to understand the plight of the people that he's writing about. If you're singing about the people on the farm and you've never been on a farm. It's your fantasy of what a factory worker's life is like, or a f- your a fact. It's your it's your fantasy. You're making now. It's part ma- of his brand. He does have a brand, and he the does. brand is my songs are about the working man. But then when I read that he's never been in a factory, what does he know? That takes a little for me. It takes yeah. a little bit off the brand. That doesn't say I don't say. Well, I can't I can't listen to him anymore. I don't enjoy the music or this or that. I mean, it's a message. I mean, it's a novelist. There are people who write stories that have no connection to to well, that's to to things that they're writing about. But I would venture to say maybe some of the best novelists do have a connection to, uh, and he ha- he has had a connection. But one has to at least wonder how long it's been since he had that connection mm-hmm. to that to that particular community. He doesn't does have a it, connection to that anymore. Does it count if he's ever eaten at a cheesecake factory? No, there's a factory. Ha! He's off the hook. <laughs> now, I, and I think he talked about, and in his book, he, he talks about keeping that connection as he got more and more successful. Yes. And, you know, and what was he writing about? Was he still writing about that gap between the American dream and American reality? Well, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can think about workers in the Janesville GM plant that closed down because of the economic recession and feel and have empathy and a certain amount of compassion for those people reading what they went through. But I could also say I might have a little bit better idea of what they went through if I was in the factory and saw what they were doing. I have no uh, idea about the toll that it takes on on people working in an assembly line. And so it just takes a little bit off the brand for me. That's all. I'm not going to. I'm not trying to make a, a federal case out of it. I just thought it would be surprising that he would. Well, he's honest. That's true. He's not trying to hide anything or bamboozle you, but it's been no, 35 no. years where you thought he was like so in touch with the working guy. Well, I think he I is. I don't think he's I, not. I yeah. think he is, but maybe not quite. There's a speck on his brand. And he, people are saying, what are you talking about? There's a big article about Jimmy Buffett in the New York Times in the style section. Uh, you know, his uh, current uh, show he's trying to put on Broadway and his business empire. He's worth $550 million. He is a, uh, he's a, a, a seven days a week, 24-7 mm-hmm. businessman. I mean, Buffett really has a handle, maybe more so now on his business, and it's been that way, and marketing his brand. His brand, of course, is the brand that he created off the character that came out of Key West, you know, strumming his guitar and uh, you know, living day to day, wouldn't it be fun just to live on the beach and drink beer? You know, you understand what the brand is, and he created that brand and expanded on that brand and became a multi, multi, multi millionaire by 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 working that brand. There's nothing wrong with that, and still, do, he makes more money off the off the merchandise that he makes off concerts, and uh, so he goes to uh, one of the you know to a, a Springsteen's show on on Broadway. You know, one that I might say the average working man could not afford to go to, mm. but be that as it may. I know I couldn't. <clears throat> well, 
Um, and uh, and after the show, somewhere along the line, uh, they get talking, and uh, I don't know whether, you know, maybe uh, Buffett said, geez, can you believe it? I mean, you know, we both came out of, you know, nowhere, and, uh, you know, my family was a, a Mariner family out of Mississippi or Alabama, where it was, and Springsteen saying, well, I come out of a working-class environment in New Jersey, and who would ever thought, you know, maybe we'd get to a place like this, and yes. and maybe Springsteen said, by the by, geez, I've never even been in a factory. That's what? All. It's it does give you like a little. It, just it just a gave catch. me a pause. That's all. Yeah, it, that, 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 it just gave me a little bit of a pause. None for me. Not uh, surprised. No. Well, no, because I don't think you have to work in a factory to identify with the plight of a a, a blue collar worker who you know loses his job when a factory closes down. It's all right, and I, I just I just find it a little bit surprising that a man who sings about uh, you know. Pete Seeger, I bet, was in a factory. Oh, here we go. Pete who? Mm. I know. Spring Silver Bullet Band. Spring Se- no, that's no, Bob, Bob, Bob Seeger. Oh, <laughs> some Seeger. Damn it. Pete Seeger, uh, uh, Spring Scene paid tribute to him and did a whole album, the Seeger Sessions. Anyway, speaking of music, Jim, tonight <sighs> I am headed to the Plaza Theater downtown. Uh, Michael Andrew and the Gershwin Big Band performing uh, some tickets still available if you want to walk up. Show starts at seven thirty. I have to introduce him. I need to know what to say. Any ideas? I know. Yes. Oh. Please welcome a man who's been in a factory and uh, moved oh, on to no. create this great Gershwin uh, performance. Please welcome. Keep going. Gershwin. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for being here this evening. We have a thank great, uh, great uh, evening ahead. Evening of, of of great Gershwin music ahead. For being here, it's my honor to 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 uh, bring to the stage uh, one of Orlando's greatest entertainers, great singer, songwriter, and band leader, who's teamed up with the Gershwin family to present an evening of wonderful music. You know, something like that. Do I work in the fact that the last time I I introduced him I that night, baby. my child was conceived? Oh, I no. don't think you need to go there. Mm-mm. Do I mention the fact that I'm wearing the same, the same suit? suit that I wore no. that night? Oh, no, no, no. No, because people are going to go, jeez. Tell man. us about the suit. 14 years ago. People will yell out. I can yell out if you want. I'll be there. Don't yell out. Might want to wear a uh, hockey mask because there's no telling if he busts a and button and where that thing's going to go. Oh, Hey, no. hey, I took your advice. <laughs> Did you move the button? Move the button. <laughs> move the button. It's yeah, so it's much old, better. It's one of the old tricks. You <laughs> move a button. so much better. One button on the jacket, and oh, you're just don't stretch oh, your arms straight out. All right, yeah, just yeah. don't do that because you'll put too much strain on the shoulders. Yeah. I would put. It, it, How like, about the pants? Pants are okay. I think it goes under the fat. That's why. What? Yeah, well, that's what we do now. We just yeah. push the fat. We lower our waistline. Yeah. Hey, look at that! I'm still wearing a 36. <laughs> yeah. Well, move it up to your belly button and see what it is. Oh my God! It's a 40. Anyway. I moved up. Wait, what's... Oh, speaking of which, you got a jacket. How big? 44. 44 regular. Oh. Well, that's not embarrassingly large. Maybe it's a 46. Mm. All right, well. So it might want, be 46. No, it's a 44. You want yeah, to see a, uh, a real working man at his best, Michael Andrew and the Gershwin Big Band. It's tonight at the Plaza Theater, plazaliveorlando.org, or get tickets uh, tonight at box yeah, office. Yeah, so, uh, I think doors open at 7, show starts at 7.30. Anybody introducing you? Uh, no. 
I'll introduce myself. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jack Bradshaw with the Phillips File at Real Radio 104.1. Boo, I hate yes. that guy again. Live so mad. Live dark, snowflake. <laughs> oh, no. Hi, everybody. My name is Drew Garabo. I can uh-huh. go with that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. It'll be a good show. It will be. He's It'll a great be a entertainer. Because, uh, uh, what is it, 19 piece band? 17, 17. 18, 16, 15? 17. Get that right, all right? Wait, let me write Get that, that down. 17. No. It's the 17 piece band. You just said 19. No, I said He 19. said 19. I oh. said 17. 17 piece big band. It's some odd number band. I just know when you have that many, uh, a big band like that, the energy coming off the stage is indescribable, mm. and that's what I remember about the last time he did this in 2003. A foggy day. Oh, my God. In, in London, London town. town. Oh, no, don't sing. Just it don't. Had me oh. up. It had me down. Mr. Pigman is still in a state of shock. He uh, asked his uh, girlfriend to... Uh, Become his wife this past weekend. Got down on one knee in Central Park in New York City. Oh Shock boy. was she said yes. What'd you say? Know, Can right? you tell us what you said? Oh, it's embarrassing. Come on. Oh no. No, I would keep that private. Thank you. All I also right. blacked out when I did it. So. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> she snorted. I did a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. Did you have any trouble getting back up? Well, that's no. what I would have liked to have seen. How dare you know? Mm. It was cold. That's all. You know, it was asking. freezing. Was it? Yeah, that Friday it was like 30 degrees and uh, walking through Central Park, not too warm. Get a slice? Oh, yeah. I got oh, a yeah, couple. yeah, pizza? Yeah, I had pizza on National Pizza Day. A bagel on Bagel I, Day? I had a bagel on Bagel Day. Nice. Uh, What else? How was the pizza? Chinese. It was very good. Oh, Say in Manhattan or one of the boroughs? Where were you? Manhattan. Oh, look at you. Downtown. Oh. Whoa. Down by Wall Street type? Yes. Downtown? Oh, yes. very nice. I've never stayed downtown before. I've always stayed midtown or Brooklyn or Queens. So that was cool. You're making your way through the boroughs next yeah. time Staten Island? What? I think I'm going to go to Montauk. Who'd you apply with time. when you were looking for a job up there? Uh-huh. <laughs> you did, didn't no, you? No, I didn't. Oh, did you? Oh, there no. was a pause. Oh, what'd you say? Not this time? I did bring my iHeart ID and the thought that maybe I'd walk into the building and say, hello, could I have a job, please? But nope, did not go there. I think that ID would open some doors in iHeart in Manhattan? That so would get, be no. Maybe try. I, oh, maybe I could get into Seacrest Studio. <laughs> Take that, Seacrest. Seacrest. Seacrest mm. out. Mm-hmm. Their building looks cool, though. You could see it? Yeah, I saw it from the highway. It's a nice old building, mm. but the sign is huge. Mm. All right, we got a couple of minutes. Here's oh, Dan. Boy. Dan wants to talk about marriage. Go ahead, Dan. I'm already married, yeah. so don't worry about it. Yeah. Jim, sir, I'm not going to ask you to marry me, my man. How you doing? Fine. What's going on? Well, you know, I was really excited there for Pinky for a few minutes, but I, I had to have a serious conversation with you so that hopefully you can get this to Pinky before he does this. It's too- I found out, I, I figured he hasn't taken his girlfriend canoeing yet. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. They haven't been canoeing. That's right. That's well, they're engaged. They can, you know, always, always call it off, I suppose. Oh, that's right. You have God. to get on the Wakiva River in a canoe and see how that goes. Oh, boy. Very good advice, Dan. Thank you very much. You forgot about that. One of, the greatest, uh, one of the greatest uh, pleasures of living in Central Florida mm-hmm. is to get out on the Wakiva River before anybody else does. Just go downstream a couple of miles, a few miles, and wait. Wait? Just wait, mm. because you are in for a real show. 
<laughs> watch everyone try to figure it out with their spouse. I thought you were steering. You got us in the weeds again. You can I hear them it. a mile away because the sound travels a lot clearer and faster on water. So you can you just sit there. You find a little cove, you know, and just sit there and watch the turtles and the alligators because pretty soon you'll hear them coming. Oh my God! Arguing, yes. pissed off. They're sunburned. They're just—they're—they're <laughs> they're going sideways. They're going backwards. You're not. What is it? You're not rowing. You're not power stroke. You're supposed to be the power stroke. Power stroke. Do you know what you're doing? You don't know what you're doing. I, <laughs> then you yell and scream because they see a snake or something <laughs> or a banana spider. You stupid son of a. <laughs> and you. <laughs> They go get in the weeds. <laughs> There's gators over here. That's true. That, is, that hit, part is right. They hit a tree that's you know that's Underneath. half in the wall. Yeah, yep. they they bop into that. <laughs> they're going backwards and bop into it. It's just. Uh, I thought I, you brought our lunch. And couples that can mm-hmm. manage to do this to manage to yeah. paddle down the Wakiver River and really not get into an argument, even when something goes awry, that is a couple whose marriage will be successful. Did you it's do those, it? What? Go down the Wakaiva? No. Mm. I was on another canoe trip, and I knew at that particular point in time, this is coming to an end. Mm. Oh, boy. I knew exactly what happened, too. I'm in the front, the power stroke, right? We're crossing a lake, and I look behind, and there she is in in, in the, in the rear seat with the paddle over her knees. You're doing the all the who, work? Yeah, the one who was trying to instruct me on how to be a good canoeer. Mm. And I think I said at that time. We're done. This is over with. She Tom Sawyer'd you. Mm-hmm. Here, you I'll a- show you how to do it. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing, do you? <laughs> so, oh, I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, bye-bye. As soon as we get yeah, to dry land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I had to get back home first. <laughs> it's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Talking on the radio, not your thing. You can do this, you can do this, you can do this. There's an easier way. It's called texting. 77031. Real Mobile. It's real easy. Real Mobile is powered by David Moss Chevrolet. All right, I might have my fill of him today. Thank you. one 888 Phillips file for a Monday. Stephen Kramer, attorney at law, is with us. Kramer Law Firm, one firm for life. Hello, counselor. Hello. You know what they call that, right? What? Somebody like Bruce Springsteen, who's singing about something that maybe he didn't live personally. He did. Well. But. They call that the untrustworthy narrator. It's a tool in songwriting, a literary tool. And basically, you take on the persona of somebody other than you, and you're singing from from their pain or their experience or whatever it is. But I was surprised to hear the same thing as you. Yeah, doesn't it? I mean, it's just like, and it takes just a little bit of, a little veneer off of the, off the brand. Just a little bit of, you know, just dulls the polish just a little bit. That's all. And I I love the boss, but you know, there's going to be people now saying, oh, that guy's a poser. Well, but you mean, I still love the boss. Uh, you can still, of course. Well, he's a great performer, and uh, and I'm not sure what the brand is. I mean, I think I think even he would admit what my brand is: singing about the working stiff and the and the the middle class and the trials and tribulations of of these people who I knew 
that I was part of growing up from that experience. But he's not part. He's not part of that demographic anymore. No, he's, he's just not. No, he's the super one percent of the one percent of the one percent. Yeah, I'm not taking that away from him. I mean, uh, but it just it it just caught me. That's all. When he said, "I've never been in a factory," I would. Mm-hmm. I just think. I just would expect Bruce Springsteen to say, oh, of course I've been in a factory. I would figure that, too. That's all. My how could that not even be? Like, when Born in the USA comes out, when that record comes out, how is it possible yeah, but he, that he never... Yeah, but in all up? honesty, even if he said, I've never been in a factory, he could still say, but I have more of a connection to the working stiffs of the United States than a majority of the people. The majority of the people, number one, who can afford to come to my concerts, they don't know anything about working stiffs. That's hard to say when you're in the point zero 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 top 1% that you're more connected to average people than the average person is connected to them. Anyway, Yeah, I just wonder whether... I, I think I would venture to say the connection that he's had to to the working stiffs is might not be as strong as it used to be. You know what I like? He's it, not working the dive bars, you know, in 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 New Jersey. Like he's Bill not, Murray is. He's not lugging the. He's not lugging the. You know, his equipment around and putting it in vans after a show. No, he's shopping on a day drive. Well, that's he's worth three hundred, hey. three hundred, four hundred million dollars. No I'm not taking that away from no. him. But when you're worth four hundred million dollars, there's 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 less of a connection to your past and to that demographic. Than you had before. It just goes with the territory. That's one of the things you said. Working a dive bar, Bill Murray is known to do that. See, he's uh, done a good job of keeping in contact with those people. I think if he was, if Bill Murray was doing movies about factories, he'd be in a factory. Mm. No disrespect to the boss, just mad respect. No, to there's Bill no. Murray. I, I, I didn't mean any. I don't. I don't know him. I don't. You know. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It just caught me. I thought a line like that coming from somebody who sings about working stiffs to say I've never been in a factory. I said, "What? That's all." It was just, an, as- one it was just an aside. It doesn't. In all, in, in all honesty, it doesn't mean anything except that I think a lot of people who would read that would what? Well, it means one of two things: either he got caught in an offhanded comment, or he is a very straightforward, frank guy to make that kind of admission. I would, I, I would imagine it's probably the latter. Yeah. So the, I, the, you got to respect that. It just caught me, and I think no anybody fronting. who read that, Mo, same thing happened with us, just a little bit. Whoa. That's all. Seriously? I mean, it, he's it, got a better connection to the working stiffs of this country than I do. I didn't grow up in an environment like that. You know like what that. a loaf of bread costs still. I didn't grow up I in an environment like that. I did not grow up in an environment like that. I didn't grow up in a, you know, maybe a row house in some run-down town that, where the factories are closing and his father is, you know. I didn't grow up in that kind of environment. You know, it'd be like me trying to start a blues band. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. What do you mean? What it called? The, West, the Westchester County Blues Band? You were talking about Clapton. Silly. It's not, not a bad name, though. Did Clapton have the background yeah. for the blues band? Because you told me you saw a documentary in him. Not, no, not really. But he feels, he man, he, you feel the blues. He didn't grow up in a, he didn't grow up in a working stiff environment. He grew up in a, maybe a lower middle class, middle class environment. But well, that he guy had the, play blue, the blues. Yeah, but he had the blues. Why? Because he's had suffered. He's had a lot of suffering in his lifetime. Yeah, because they told him uh, that, you know, said that woman's your sister. And then when she comes back, they say, well, it's not your sister. It was your mother. It's your mother. Oh, Who wouldn't that. have the blues? He's Who got wouldn't all kinds be angry? Of stuff. He's got a lot of tragedy in his life. Yeah, I mean, the 
Yeah, but he was doing a lot of blues work well before you know his his kid took a tumble at that. Oh, that makes me yeah high rise yeah, and that song. Oof, mm. I can't tolerate. I can't stand it. No, I would no, not. I can't or I can't. I don't. I can't tolerate. That was more, that was more like I hate a, that song, really? huh? That was more like a really. No, I understand why he wrote it and why he sang it and people liked it, but I think it was one of those songs when you I first not heard turn it. On the TV it was fine. It, it was fine. It was a bit it was one of those songs that was played over and over and over and over and over again to the point where you go, please, please God, no more. The only please, thing I that's worse than that is like eating too many hot dogs. Yeah. You never want to eat another hot dog. So you hear the song and you it's like the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. You don't want to hear that either. It's like when you make somebody quit cigarettes by locking them in a room with, you know, Cartons and cartons of cigarettes. They smoke until you don't want to anymore. I don't know if that works, but it's the same theory. The only thing worse than that, than you've got when a song is just everywhere and inescapable, mm-hmm. is when it winds up on a TV commercial. I love oh, Clapton's yeah. music. He's the greatest, one of the greatest guitar players ever. There's no question about that. He he sings the blues. He plays the blues with the guitar. There's no. I just don't want to hear that song again. Yeah. Was it Tears in Heaven? Do not play that oh, song. No, Do I not play dare. that song. I would not dare. Not allowed. Not on the list. Funny. What's going on? You watching the Olympics? Yeah, a fair amount. Yeah, I've watched uh, you know curling and the snowboarding thing, a little bit of the figure skating. You know the other mishy match. I go back and forth. You know, there's two cha- two channels I was watching, so I'm back and forth and back and forth. Curling, Wait, what are, what's the other channel? Well, there's NBC, and then there's another Olympics channel uh, that was NBC Sports. I'm already in a vortex with one channel. I don't even want to know about this. No, there's another one. channel. Ooh. There's a lot so just you, in so NBC. So you can go back and forth and back and forth. I mean, an hour of curling, that's all I want to see. I don't want to see any more than that. I remember talking with SBK years and years ago. Uh, I don't remember what Olympics it was, and and conniving about or, or scheming about how we might start a curling team, because that seemed like... The the best shot that I would have at the Olympics, and now since then, apparently it's actually become pretty popular in the U.S. Yeah, because it's it's like bowling; it's an opportunity yeah. to kick shot back on ice. And there's nothing; you're not going to get injured. It's not like going downhill on skis at 80 miles an hour. No, or luge on that little no. so, little I mean, piece of wood at 80. That's why everybody loves hour. curling. Like, okay, I can see that. You know, smoke with some cigarettes, drink some beer. Okay, your turn. All right, you can get down there. And- Send that stone down. We can still do this. <laughs> I have no desire. Doesn't make enough noise for me. How about the shooting one? The wind's blowing the so biathlon? hard. That Siberian like wind tunnel is blowing oh, the so biathlon? hard they can't they can't mm-hmm. aim yeah, I'd be right terrific now. at that. Why wouldn't you? Well, number one, I don't know how to ski. It's cross cut. You put your foot in front of each other. What's nah. it do? That's all it takes. Well, number you have to be in shape. I think you have to be in shape. Well, yeah, it is a and you have to be a yeah. even, if good I shot. Could, even if I could stand up without falling. I, I think the gun part you'd be fine. It's the whoosh whoosh part that you'd be fine. Yeah, I think the whoosh whoosh. No, the whoosh whoosh. I saw the cross country. Would you skiing. rather be a winter Olympian? Take any sport in the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Take mm-hmm. any sport in the Summer Olympics, and if you could excel at any sport, winter or summer. What would it be? What would you choose? I would do winter for sure. You want to be recognized for Stephen Kramer, attorney at law, just won a gold medal for? I'd do winter Olympics for sure. And if I was going to do a sport, maybe I'd do snow, snowboarding. Snowboarding. Looks like the most cool. fun. Looks like the most fun. You wouldn't want to be the new Usain Bolt? 
I think skating sounds like more something. looks like more fun than just running. You're done in ten seconds. Boom! You know, you're like, and you're the fastest man on earth. Stephen Kramer, the fastest. I mean, you didn't man tell me earth. I could be the fastest man on earth. Well, I mean, that is kind of cool. Now you excel to the point where <laughs> you win. The, you are representing medal. your country mm-hmm. or Kramer Law Firm in the Olympics. Wow! No, come on, my law firm's not going to the Olympics. <laughs> no way. If I'm going to the Olympics, you ever? I, did you ever letter? Do were you an yeah, athlete? Yeah. And what? Um. I I mean I did weightlifting. I shot. I shoot a hell of a pool game. That's not really a. <laughs> they give you a letter sport. for pool. No, oh. no. I got it for a journal. For I was a news anchor and I was on newspaper, and I did. A... <coughs> what? That's not nice. I coughed. Oh, okay. Yeah. What well, was that? Newspaper. I was your president book. of art club. Fun. The art club. I was president of the okay. art club. Yeah, that's oh, cool. I was vice president of the environmental club. Important? I was the seventeenth fastest no. half miler. See here we go. What? Nothing. Just nothing. I ran girls cross country. Wait, you're not. not I did run girls cross country. I gotta take a little break, then we'll come back and try to find something uh, serious. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. You're listening to the Phillips File on Real Radio. Stephen Kramer, attorney at law, is with us, as he normally is at this time on Mondays. Jack is headed downtown to the uh, big Michael Andrew concert with uh, the Gershwin Band. Looks so handsome. Looks snazzy. Going to introduce mm. everyone. It looks real good. Wearing his dinner jacket. Tuxedo. Always increase your IQ by 10 points. <laughs> so, let's get to the law. What do you got law-wise? I pulled something for you, and I. this is one of these I know... I know certain subjects I bring up are going to... Infuriate me? Yes. Or I'm going to get really pissed off? Yep. And I know this one, it deals with civil forfeiture. Right. And w- there's only four states that have abolished it. They're Nebraska. Actually, there's three. Nebraska, New Mexico, and North Carolina. However, there is a law being proposed in... Any guesses? Which state? Florida. Okay. Um, Mississippi. Mm, close. We've got 45 more states to go now. Alabama. Alabama. There it is. Bingo. Alabama Points. has proposed a law that would eliminate, or a legislator has proposed a law that would eliminate civil forfeiture. And, of course, the difference here is civil forfeiture versus criminal forfeiture is with civil forfeiture, basically in in Alabama and in many states the way they do it right now, is you don't have to be convicted of the crime. I know that. You get pulled over. I know that. Or or have an interaction with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the amount of money um, is less than $1,500. So we're not talking about the scheme, the monies from some criminal scheme. These are small amounts of money. And because it's not a criminal case, guess what? They'll take your money. You have to go to court to get it back. And even if you're, it's ruled in your favor, you will not get the total back in well, most cases. Well, in and because it's not a criminal case. I'm in Orlando. I'm heading to Jacksonville. Oh, I'm heading to Daytona because I want to buy a boat, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go to the boat yard, see what's around. So I'm going to fill a shoebox full of, eh, let's say I'll take 5000 maybe $10,000 with the cash talks, right? Mm-hmm. So I got $10,000. I put it in the trunk of my car. For whatever reason, I'm pulled over by a law enforcement agency. Mm-hmm. And they say, uh, you know... We like to we like to inspect your car for whatever reason. I said, well, I got nothing to hide. You know, I'm not a drug user. I don't, I'm not carrying contraband or whatever. Thing. They pop the trunk and there's the shoebox 
full of ten thousand dollars. They mm-hmm. can take that ten thousand dollars, can't they? That's right. Mm-hmm. No question. I said, "What are you doing?" And they said, "Well, what are you doing?" I said, "I'm going to I'm going to Daytona to, to look for a boat, cash tongs." They said, "Well," and they'll essentially say, "We don't believe you." And we're taking the money, and it's your obligation to go to court to get it back. That's the biggest bunch of crap that ever oh, came down God. the pike. I can't, be- I can't believe that we allow a law en- that we allow law enforcement to engage in this kind of activity. In some states, it is worse than others. You know, usually when you see that interaction here, it's related to a criminal case and an arrest. But the difference is there is not an obligation to prove. For the state to prove the case beyond a reasonable doubt. So in Alabama, they don't have, not only do they not have to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt, they just have to make their case to the court's, quote, reasonable satisfaction, which basically means the burden of proof is on spouses, parents, third party owners that have essentially lost their property. They've got to basically prove why they should get the money back. And like I said, because it's a civil case, they don't get a, an attorney appointed. Yeah. Which is You're going to have to hire, hire an attorney. It's going to cost you untold amounts of money to get, let's say in this particular case, get you $10,000 back. And in most, in many cases, I shouldn't say most, I don't have the figures in front of me. All, all I know is what I've heard. In many cases, you will not get the full amount of money back. Well, how about this? Well, they took $10,000, Your Honor. How well, you get? yeah, you get 7500 back. Where's the rest of it? Well, how, how about that? this first statistic? Court costs? Whatever. Where is it? Where is You're it? just not getting the whole. You're just saying, you know, we're negotiating oh, yeah. this. You want the 7500 or not? I do. I want mm-hmm. all of it. Well, it we doesn't give belong you the to you. Why would you take my money? It shouldn't be. It should not be taken in the first place. Well, that's true. But you certainly should give it all back. It's it legalized. Be a parallel it, is, track with the crime. it is legalized theft is what it is. It's legalized theft by the state. Mm-hmm. So in Alabama, out of eleven over 1,100 cases, yeah. in a quarter of them, criminal charges were never even filed. And that doesn't even factor in for acquittals and people that had charges dismissed and whatever else. You, look, you open the trunk and there's, uh, you know, there's 15 uh, pounds of weed in there, along with a bag of amphetamines and uh, and and a hundred thousand dollars, you know, in a briefcase. I kind of get it, but other than that, if there's if you're not doing anything wrong, if you're not engaging in any kind of where you say you're you're involved in a crime. I think I I do. I believe it's legalized theft. They're saying, well, it's cash and we're taking the uh, sorry, we're taking the cash. And you say, well, what have I done criminally? What have I done wrong? So, well, nothing. We're just we we happen to maybe believe that you're up. Believe we think quite possibly you're engaged in some nefarious activity. Mm -hmm. So it's our obligation to seize the money. Yeah. Go screw yourself. This is a gigantic ripoff is what it is. Gigantic. Goes on all the time. In more than half the cases, what happens is the the owners of the property don't even dispute the the forfeiture. And the reason they don't dispute it is one, usually the amounts, like I said, are small, so it doesn't make sense to hire an attorney mm-hmm. when you're fighting over three hundred bucks or five hundred bucks or whatever it is. Right. So they a lot of them result in a default judgment where they just lose it automatically because they're not familiar with the process and they don't challenge it. And the other thing, and I know this is another thing that will enrage you, is it disproportionately um, hits minorities. Well, you know, somebody seizes seizes a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars from your car, you're gone. It's going to cost me more to hire an attorney to get fifteen hundred dollars back. You know, whatever it is, you're losing. Mm-hmm. You're losing. You well, know, I recently went up to uh, Palm Coast to buy a tractor. You know, I had a certain amount of cash with me. And uh, why? Because I this is, you know, when you have cash, I'll give you this much. And they, they see the cash and they're going, okay, I'll drop it down a little bit. You can negotiate. You're not going to negotiate with, by, nobody negotiates well by pulling out their checkbook. Mm-hmm.
Well, in Alabama, it may be on the way out. So there's two Republicans, Senator Orr, Republican Mooney, and they introduced an act to eliminate civil forfeiture and replace it with a criminal forfeiture scheme. I which, think many times they're they're profiling people and they pull people over to the side of the road and they just start going through their stuff until mm-hmm. they find cash. And when they get the cash, they take it. A lot of the times it, it coincides with an arrest, but an arrest doesn't necessarily result in criminal charges. Right. So, you know, you can have a, an arrest that may be predicated on on a baseless accusation. And it and it can be pretext for, you know, for making the forfeiture seizure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway, I thought you'd like to see some Burns progress me up there. This kind of stuff. It's, it's theft. Well, we'll see what happens in Alabama. You know, and then you go, you, you also have the possibility some of these guys are bad apples. And uh, and they know, hey, nobody's going to go to court to try to re- retrieve a thousand dollars, so they pocket it. I would not be surprised. That's not right. Yeah, I mean, I don't like to see corruption. I found another thing that I thought might interest you too. Another thing that I know will burn you up. What? So what do you got? Uh, you know, your your generation. You know, you were part of that generation that fought for free speech on campuses. A part of my generation. I don't think I was part of that no but the, your generation's the generation Correct. that fought for free speech that protested that mm-hmm. you know did lock-ins that did everything to assure free speech on college campuses Correct. and of course you know we've seen a grave threat to the first amendment on college campuses and one of them has been in some colleges what what the colleges are doing and this is really an issue with public colleges when you talk about first amendment they're charging extremely high security fees and a lot of times they're not based on concrete factors. Right. They're just a number that they throw. And really the number, what it's designed to do, is basically dissuade the groups from having... Yeah, scare any... somebody off. Exactly. Right. So there was a... University of Washington was going to charge 17000 as a security cost. And the, the basis for it was... You know, there are a variety of bases, but one of them was that it was likely to result in, in people <clears throat> being upset and protesting. And of course... A court came down and said, you can't do that. That's a form. You can't factor in the reaction of the audience in how you handle speech. It's viewpoint discrimination. So I think that was a good call. Would it fall into prior restraint? I mean, essentially, you're saying, you know, we're trying to keep you from speaking. And what we're doing is the only thing that we can do is attach the security fee that we know you can't pay. And therefore, you say, well, I can't, I can't, I can't speak then. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. I'm pretty it, much of an absolutist when it comes to free speech. I just, I just am. Well, I mean, and, I'm, not, I'm not in favor. There's a difference between, you know, free speech and fighting words. There is. And there's hate a difference. Speech, hate speech is not yeah. illegal. Hate speech nope. is just hate speech. Right. That's right. And that's, I mean, it's it's part of what we do. It's part of our 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 societies that we our protect freedoms. that speech. Yes. It's, yeah, it's the essence of of. Being an American is protecting that that First Amendment right to speech, even ugly speech, even speech that you don't like. And uh, so I thought that was a good call. I think this is one that's probably going to continue to work its way up, though, because this is happening on college campuses all over the country. I think in the state legislature, in the Florida legislature, they're trying to move ahead with a bill that would eliminate what is it, the safe zones and essentially say on state university campuses, you can't uh, you can't control speech. Essentially, you can't say. You can't say that's a part of the state university campus where you're not allowed to engage in particular speech. Mm. Well, and, you know, right now, right now, the the speech is coming, you know, more from groups like the college Republicans. But 
it, it doesn't really matter what group it's coming from. And just because it's one group today doesn't mean it's not going to be another group tomorrow. Um, you know, and what is ugly speech today, what might be hate speech today, you may have a completely different uh, different connotation tomorrow. So this is supposed to be an ideal that rises above party, mm. rises above anything else. That's why it's the First Amendment. I'm an adult. I'm a big boy. I can handle the hate speech. At least I know. Now I know the identities of the people I don't like. Yeah. And the best cure to speech you don't like, if it's hate speech, is more speech. Uh, you were talking about University of Chicago and what they did. Yeah, they've sent out in their acceptance letters to, to students uh, essentially saying, we don't have safe zones anymore. We don't do that. We believe in free speech. Uh, you're not going to find a protected zone. Uh, it's crazy to say that. They're essentially saying you're now entering uh, you know, higher academic standards and we're not going to hold your hand. We're not here to hold your hand when it comes to communication and speech. You should be cha- challenged at, at college. I mean, because life is way more challenging than that. And you should be challenged. That's what college is supposed to do. Well, it's supposed to, but it doesn't work out that way. You you went to college. I went to Everybody went to college. It's about chugging beer and going with, you know, for the most part, except for Mo. I mean, it's she studied it, all the it's time. It's in between. I mean, you know, you're, you start taking care of your own finances. You start doing you start doing adult things. Hey, Mo, let's go to the party. Come on. We've got a big deal. Yeah. Oh, I got to get ready. I test. I have a that physics was you in college? exam. I got a psych yeah. 201 test on Monday. <laughs> Sorry, if I had it to do over again, I would be totally different, but I can't go back and I'm stuck. I have a goody two shoes mentality. All right, quickly, anything else? Because I got some music I got to fit in. There was was one more thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the Ninth Circuit in California on the West Coast, they have said that adultery is constitutionally protected. Why wouldn't it be? I don't know who why. Would ar- who would argue that it would be? Why it would be? It go- goes back to a case out of Texas, and basically the idea is that the state doesn't have stay out of the bedroom. They don't have the right to stigmatize mm-hmm. private sexual conduct. It's a fascinating story in the New York uh, Times um, Sunday Magazine about uh, children and pornography. Yeah, there are actually some school districts. A couple of school districts have set up courses essentially dealing with, I mean, the, for children, for yeah. kids, teenagers, and how to uh, how to understand and deal with pornographic imagery. That's interesting. I mean, if you search on a computer... I mean, that- kids, are, you know, kids already, you know, they've seen them. They say by the time, I think, boys are uh, 12 and girls are 13, they've already seen images. They already know what it is for the most part, whether on their phones. The parents don't think they have. The parents are living in a different mm-hmm. world. Parents don't want to believe that their kids have seen these images. They have, and especially easier nowadays because of your phone and somebody on the bus or whatever. Hey, look at this. And mm-hmm. before you know it, you've seen something like this. The courses are intended essentially. It's not a course as they don't watch pornography. It's it, These are courses to try to have young adults you know, come to a better understanding of what this is all about. Mm-hmm. You know, to understand who the people are in this industry, what they're doing, the the, the false imagery that's that's presented through pornographic images, and it's it, it's interesting. It is, and I these mean, kids are a lot more. <clears throat> what fascinates me, of course, is whether it's sex education, like they have in the Netherlands, where they just say, "Here's what's going on. Here's the, here's the deal. Here are the parts. Here's how they work. Here, the, you know, how yeah. different." You know, no, in the United Bunny. States, we're still abstinence-oriented abstinence instead of 
I mean, I'm not suggesting that, hey, all right, we're just going to show pornographic movies to uh, 15-year-olds and uh, and get some kind of reaction. It's much more involved than that. And it's just fascinating. You know, kids, when I, I'm convinced, maybe I'm wrong because I don't have kids, I think if you deal with them seriously and try to explain things, you know, in ways that Straight they can up. comprehend, right. I think they, I think, they get it. You know, once the giggles are over with and once the, you know, elbows and the ribs are over with, you know, I, 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 think, they, I think they do understand. And take, I think and when take we things, were growing up. Take things a lot more seriously. When we were growing up, you know, to find a picture of a naked woman, that was an endeavor. You know, if you were going to find a Playboy, that was you had to get a hold of it. You weren't going to, you know, you were going to buy it at the gas station usually. Well, the, and and now it's like you can, if there's not a filter, if you do a search just for an actress, just name an actress, wh- whoever's out there, and go to images. If there's not a filter there, those images can, oh, there's, there's, there will be new images. The point that come of the up. class is imagery and ideals and what you're learning by watching pornographic material because you're you're dealing with an ideal or a standard that can, essentially cannot be met. That's very true. It can't be met. And then there's whether girls or boys, you know, they they develop an expectation of what their partner wants or how they should perform. And they just, you know, and once it's explained, you're never going to reach that, if you want to call it ideal. It's just not going to, it doesn't work that way. But that, I mean, that's in, infiltrated all aspects of our society. I mean, Hollywood is the same thing. I mean, you know, there, there's an aspirational element to how people look and what you're supposed to dress like or look like or appearances. Well, you I mean, see that's two people in an adult movie, and then, you know, if you're 15, 14 years old, you see this stuff, and the more you see it, <clears throat> there, there's no causal link, but there is a connection in some form or fashion. You have an expectation. This is sex, and this is the way that people are supposed to perform, and this is the way that people are supposed to vocalize things when they're having sex. And this is what uh, this is okay because they see this in in movies, and they essentially say it's okay. So females might say, "Hey, it's okay if this is done to me," or males say, "This is an expectation you know, that I'm supposed to. This is a this is a, an act I'm supposed to engage in." Why? Because all I've seen. Is is pornographic movies? I saw a Black Mirror episode that dealt with part of this actually. Anyway, that is the same idea. All right, we're going to do it again next Monday. Thank hey, you, you Stephen it. Kramer, Attorney Law. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. An NYPD cop is in trouble after he was texting his friend about drinking on the job. As it turns out, his friend's phone was wiretapped. It's like I told you, Joey Pepperoni. Everyone's a rat boppity B-O-O-P. Next, a man is in trouble for using a mannequin to drive in a carpool lane. Hey, cops. Mannequins are people too. Wait. Finally, Xerox engineers say Chicago's crime rate fell after printer jams were fixed. We can print things now. No more murder. Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app. And transmission. That's right, and you get to take Real Radio and the Phillips file with you as well as all your favorite music with you anywhere you go with that free iHeartRadio app. It's super easy to get. All you have to do right now is go to the App Store on your smartphone and download our free iHeartRadio app. Call now for person, place, or thing. 407-916-1041. From... You're listening to The Phillips File.
Reba McIntyre. Let's get PPT, Person, Place, or Thing, underway. I like that song a lot. Never heard it before. Matter of fact, that's the song that wraps up the great movie Tremors. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It? Yeah. One of the greatest films in film history. I Seriously? think so. It's one of my favorites. It is. It's it's a cult classic. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen oh, it? I would think that. Uh, oh, you got to see it. Kevin Bacon at his best for the great Fred Ward. <laughs> yes. Fred. Ward. Yeah, Fred Ward. Fred Ward. Michael Gross. Michael Gross. Remember I know him? Michael Gross. Yes. Reba. Reba McIntyre, of She's course. She's a classic, yes. Can't believe you've never seen it. I guess I haven't. Tremors. <sighs> but I know it's a cult classic. I would I would agree with you on that. One of my favorites. I think Mr. Pinkman's, too. is one of those things Mr. Pinkman really? and I share. Yes. When your, I would... your love of Tremors? Yeah, it's uh, it's whenever it's on, it's stop. I watch, and if I can see it from the beginning, that's even better, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. My dad has always loved crappy oh, sci-fi films. I've seen that movie on TV at least once or twice a year since I've. What? <laughs> <laughs> God, I don't even know how old I was. When I think that I've movie seen this more out. than I've seen a Christmas story. I think I might be right there with you. All right, here's Patrick, ready to play. We'll we'll have a prize for him. Running out of time. Pick a person, a place, or a thing, Patrick. 
I'd like a place. A place. We'll go with a place. Thanks to Brad for this category. Thank you, Brad. Clue number one, what is this place? Oh, nobody's going to get this. This place experienced many dynasties and was ruled by Jews, Christians, and Islamic Arabs. Oh, gosh. Say Lebanon. Any other clue? Any lifeline? Oh, uh, no lifeline. Come on, man. Is it somewhere in the Middle East? Yeah, it is in the Middle East. Oh, that's a good clue. Come on. Ruled by Jews, Christians, Islamic Arabs. Uh, Lebanon. Lebanon. That's your final answer. Not Lebanon. No. Ooh. Here we, we go. told them to say an answer that Here, was wrong. Here's Mark. Here we go, Mark. Its territory includes more than 200 islands, which came under British protection at one time. Oh, I am so far away from an answer. Yeah, well, say Syria then. <laughs> it's in the middle. Got nothing East. to lose. Just say Syria. Okay, Syria. Okay, that's your final answer. No, it's not Syria. Well, that's a silly answer. Well, Why'd you say that? I don't know. <laughs> Rob, here we go. Clue number three. Wrought with civil war, this developing country is the poorest in the Middle East. So it's not Lebanon. It's not Syria. Mm-hmm. Lots smaller. Uh, Yemen. Yemen. Oh. That's your final answer. Yes. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Damn, man. He was good. He was really good. Clue number four. I didn't know that. <clears throat> it is the heel of the boot that is the largest peninsula in the world. Clue number five from Brad. Yeah, man. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> you gotta That's love clever. Brad. That's clever. Yeah, it. man. Yep. Here's the final clue. Civilians face fire from... Saudi-led coalition, ISIS, separatists, and forces loyal to the government. It's a mess. It's a gigantic civil war mess. Yemen. Yaman. Yaman. Not a fun place to live. No, I wouldn't think so. So you haven't decided on a wedding date or anything like that? No. It's just four seconds into this engagement. Well, a little bit of, you know, when would you like to, you know, any thoughts about big, small, small, big reception, no reception? You got to start talking about these things. You have to be involved. I don't think I want to do summer. It'll be too hot. Everybody wants to. Inside, outside, Mm -hmm. church, no church, courthouse. maybe, something. See, I've got to do half Catholic, half Jewish. I don't know how to do that. Oh, well, you're not going to go the Eddie the Shaman route. <laughs> what, get him to do it? He would do it. Yeah, the last I time I saw would. him, he told the bride's father, bride's father say goodbye to your daughter. <laughs> that it's didn't like, go and, over very big. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was great. He's you know, learned from then. It's fine. He's way different He's sensitive, now. but it was like, and everybody, what did he just what? say? Did he say goodbye to your daughter? What? Really... Essentially, and I paraphrase, but I'm pretty close to yeah. And say goodbye to your daughter. You'll never see her again kind of thing. It's like, what? <laughs> this is it. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, I, yeah, I think he changed. You know, there's a no, little bit of, way better than a little bit of criticism after that, but I think he he's I think morphed, he's dropped that yeah, one. He's morphed into a great wedding officiant. I I'm not saying it was just that maybe just threw that he out got there that nervous one time. Because we were all there, you know. Were you there? You weren't there. I was on vacation, actually. <laughs> Where were you? I don't remember. Oh, I was what? somewhere. You know, probably one of those ma- Mahjong cruises. No, I was not a Mahjong. It was like a real vacation. <laughs> a Ireland. Mahjong thing. That's an intense competition of a weekend. You know, we're playing morning, noon, and night. Those girls. I don't even know how to play that game. 
I'll teach. It's a great game. You don't want to, you don't want to do that. That's it's Jewish yeah. Mahjong. Oh, that's Jewish Mahjong. You know, he's I, saying that's no yeah, good. I don't know why you say that. You go Asian Mahjong. No, then you know Because we Twizzlers. don't sit around no. with little little trays of M&Ms and nuts no, and Twizzlers. things like that. No. We don't do any Twizzlers. of that. You got to have Twizzlers, our group. It's, it's not hard to learn. I think I'd rather play dominoes. And I don't know how to play that either. And there's a zillion, is fun. There's a zillion different games and dominoes. You can make up your own. What's that one in Texas? Texan, Texas? Texas chicken? Ch- chicken. I think it's something to do with chicken, yeah. yeah What's something. the name of the game? Well, it's dominoes, but it's It's dominoes, it's but a- I think it's pretty involved. Mm. Maybe that's a card game. <laughs> now you got me confused. I don't know. Because, you know... Hispanics will play. Cubans will oh. play differently than Jamaicans. That'll play differently from the Bahamas. You know, it's, mm. it, you can make right. it simple, or you can make it really mm-hmm. you know, multiples of numbers. Whatever it's whatever you want to do. Who plays so, fourteen different games of poker, you know, card games? They started out playing regular Texas Hold'em, and now they all have these weird, yeah. like you know, more. I knew guys that would that, play games like that. And all of a sudden, okay, we're going to play baseball. Which means that the yeah. three of diamonds is the second baseman, but if you get a hit, that's a that's single right. with a jack they, of spades. He tried to go, teach you, me, what, what, and I come thought, on. what? Just play poker. No, they play all manner of their own personal spin on stuff. Like, I don't get that. Anytime I go to a casino, I'm like looking for a low limit blackjack table because yeah. I'm cheap, and then it's like Mississippi three card slide. And- <laughs> Yeah, right. 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 it's intimidating. It's the chuckle watusi poker. And I told those guys something. over in over in Daytona, you yeah. gotta have like a no. like a newbie table. You gotta have the neophyte. Right. You, you know, you want to be. Of course, you want to bring people more in as they get you know more people in as they get more experience. So have a table set up where people who, who don't know the game at all yeah. can learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes no god dang sense. Got that right? No, you, know, you what? Just yeah, you know, just play a game mm-hmm. of hearts. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sit down and play bridge with my mom. Mm-hmm. A game of spit. You remember spit? What is that? Like Mexican spit all yeah, the time. Spit is fun. Yeah. Well, I don't know how you play spit. Well, no, it's it's I just heard... high card. That's uh, all we yeah, did, right? And it, but it's it's rapid you split it fire up, you go, or something. Yeah, no, yeah, I remember being rapid fire. Yeah, you just throw the card down. Whoever has the highest card, you take the money. It's I as easy know. as that. That's <laughs> I don't Mexican remember that spit. part. <laughs> I don't either. I was really, really stoned. When oh I played my that game. god! We're right. out of here. Good show today. Thank you very much. Back tomorrow at three. Right after Shawnee's the news junkie with Sabrina and C Lane. They follow the monsters in the morning tonight. Eat dessert first. Grin like a dog. Wander aimlessly. Pound your conch as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Tom and Dan are next. Bye bye. Take care.